This is Books, Beats, and Beyond, where we will bring you provocative music and engaging interviews from music artists, authors, historians, and others barely acknowledged by the mainstream media. I'll be your host, Taj. Today, I'm talking with the Black Opera. The Black Opera consider themselves to be hip-hop's first performing arts group. They have received praise from Snoop Dogg, Hieroglyphics, Soldier Mischief, Queen Latifah, and Deepak Chopra. The group is comprised of well-known artists from around the world who have chosen to hide their identities. We're going to find out why and what's their mission and also talk to them about their new album, which is their fifth album entitled African America. So let's get to it. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going, man? Good, good man. What's up? Appreciate this. Hey, t- tell us uh, a little more about why you call yourselves the Black Opera. Well, the name has several different meanings. Uh, it can pre- can be in- interpreted in several different ways. Um, I guess in the simple terms, we uh, we are a theatrical performance art group who happens to rap on stage, but we tie in different genres, uh, different forms of art, um, using different mediums when we perform projection screens so you can see visuals on stage. We change outfits. Uh, it's more like a play. It's more like theater than a typical rap show. Um, so that's one interpretation. Another interpretation uh, is, you know, typically um, opera and black people seem to be some sort of contrast to, to some people. Um, others know that there's been several black opera artists uh, since the beginning of opera, but to some it's like this, it's, it's a different type of culture that you wouldn't necessarily associate with black people or with hip hop. And we try to like juxt- juxtapose that, bring those two different worlds together um, and just kind of mess with people's perceptions on things. Um, other than that, really, it's up to your interpretation. Whatever you think the black opera means, it's, it's what it means. <laughs> yeah, because I remember I saw something before saying that it was a play on the words, black op era. I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's pretty too. dope right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. true. It's, it's, it's kind of like, like a rabbit hole uh, for different definitions. Yeah. So that's what's fun about art. But why hide your identity? Well, initially we hid our, our identities. We've actually, we've actually uh, revealed in different ways um, within the last year or two. Um, the main thing to keep in mind is our backstory, kind of like our, our origin story. It's pretty long. We had we both had individual careers before we started the Black Opera towards the end of 2010. Um, our first release uh, was in 2011, if I remember correctly. We dropped... Uh, overture and intermission within the same year um but before that we we did a lot of solo stuff under different names um so when we started recording the black opera project just on the artistic tip it was really about experimenting and doing things that that went outside of the box that we were used to um so when we first started recording the black opera's music portion we did like 30 songs straight um, and we didn't plan for anybody. It was it was really just between me and me and Buff, you know. Um, and when we got that bulk of music, it was like, yo, this doesn't sound like anything we've done. You know what I mean? Like, 
this is totally different. What what should we call it? You know, and it got to the point where it was such a selfish mission of uh, creation that we really didn't even want to connect our names to it for different reasons. One reason being we wanted the art to speak for itself. Um, and then on the other side, it's like when you are a pretty known artist, you have this stigma of people putting you in a box. So sometimes we do it to ourselves. Um, so if you know I'm Majestic Legend, then you expect me to rap like Majestic Legend and do Majestic Legend things and wear Majestic Legend clothes. Um, so if I, if I, you know, take a day, just like, you know, a great example is a person like Fonte. If Fonte goes from rapping to singing, you still look at him as the rapper that sings. Right. He might've, he might've been singing his whole life. He might've been in the choir. He might've been the singing usher, whatever the case may be. You know, he didn't come in the door like, uh, you know, most stuff came in the door, like Lauren Hill came in the door when he was doing most, both, uh, as extreme on both sides. So we judge him as a rapper. You know, so it's the same thing with with us getting to the crossroads with starting the Black Opera. It's like we really want to reflect what we do in more of a creative way because we've done a million shows. We've got on the stage with the microphone and said, one, two, one, two, you know, turn this mic up. Yo, make some noise. Yo, say ho. You know, we've done the typical hip-hop show for eons. We really wanted to, uh, to have more of a, a presentation that another type of genre would usually present, like a Lady Gaga or something like that, you know what I mean? Like yeah. not to that extent because we don't have Lady Gaga budget. Right. But it's like, why not perform like Parliament? Like mm -hmm. why not give them a James Brown show? It's just you can't, you know what I mean? So we, it was really about recreating ourselves after we went through this natural journey, journey of like artistic exploration that most artists don't get to do. Um, and then it was about kind of. Uh, being able to give people the art without it being connected to us so they won't so the people that know us won't judge it as us and the people who don't know us will will get something new but eventually find their way back to us you know what i mean so you know at the heart of the matter it was we really we really only cared about getting the art out it wasn't we didn't want it to be like Jamal Buffett, aka Buff Farm from Athletic Mike League, who knows, Mayor Hawthorne and he did a song with Colleen Riggins and he's on his new black opera album. It's like, no, just listen to it. Just yeah. listen to it. You're right. It really you know intrigued I mean? me. Exactly. Like who are they? And then you Right. You wanna know who they are, but you like to kind of figure out who they are, you listen to the music more, and you're like, wow, this music is dope. Right. But but right. if we get really down into it, what is Black Opera's mission, and what's its goal? The mission is just that, is to put the art in the forefront. Um, we want people to appreciate artistic expression. Um, you know, we both of us uh, work with young people. We do workshops. We tutor. We mentor. Um, and as I'm sure you know, right now in these times, like art isn't really appreciated in the schools like like it should be. Um, you know, some art programs are getting cut. Uh, music programs are getting cut. And we want people to value art because of what it's done for this world. Like it's. it's had some of the greatest impact, whether it's music, whether it's visual arts, whether it's dance, whether it's fashion, whatever it may be, art has meant so much to this world, and we want to keep art in the forefront. And we want to use that to bring people together, you know, especially now, as I'm sure you know, what's everything going on in the world right now, going on in the United States right now, uh, we need to be brought together. We need to be unified, um, and art 
I think it's the best avenue for that. Music is the best avenue for that. So I, I think that's really, uh, if there's one mission, I guess that would that would be it. We also want to just make dope music, make yeah. dope art. I want to I want to add on to what he's saying. It's just kind of kind of like a part B to what he's saying with the way that we present our stuff in an artistic way and and with respect to the uh, the creative scheme of how our opera is actually set up. The way that we combine different genres and different colors and different styles all together. Like we don't just do boom bap. We do trap too. We do jazz. You know, we do, you know, Afro-funk. We, we put everything together so people can see this hodgepodge of images and colors, you know. Um, folk and, folk you know, music. Yeah. And one of the, and one of the, one of our main intentions when we, when we first started was for people to, to be able to think for themselves, like encourage people to think for themselves, which in this day and age, as he was hitting on, it's increasingly hard because we have all of these websites. We got fake news, we got real news, we got facts, alternative facts. We have all of these colors and brush strokes and all of these sounds just coming at us, and we want to kind of figure out a way to to uh, interpret it, you know. And that's that's kind of like what we're bringing to the table is just encouraging people to kind of like tune out, turn on the music, turn on what you love, do what you love, and find yourself. You know, and and uh, with all the contrast and the things that we present, it's really just a challenging, kind of like a challenging effort for people to build that muscle to be able to think for themselves and figure it out. You know, because some of our songs, the hook does this and the verse does that. And, you know, when you live in this current society, it'll make, you know, it'll kind of make you think like, no, that doesn't go together. You mm -hmm. can't do that. You know, you, you just can't happen. You can't be this type of person and this type of person. Um, so it's really just to promote and widen the spectrum of understanding and for us not to judge, judge so quickly, judge, you know, exterior and, you know, and, you know, interior, you know, like not to judge ourselves either and just live, you know. Yeah. I mean, you guys definitely do that. You, you really embrace all aspects of art you know, the visual, you know, and to a sense, even the sound, you can touch it, you know, it, 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 it and you're right. Art is very powerful. I mean. Because yeah. if you can get people to think for themselves, which is kind of rare these days, they will start to expound their minds, which I, I think is awesome. So so right. what got you guys interested in pursuing hip-hop? When did you fall in love with the art? Josh, you can start, though. And hip-hop in general? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to say that I probably fell in love with the visual aspect first. When I say visual aspect, I mean fashion, movements, culture, you know, like Nigo said, the culture, like it was, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it was, it was, uh, I saw it on TV. I saw it in movies, you know, like Breaking, you know, Electric Boogaloo. Like I didn't really know what it was though. You know, I knew the name of it, but I didn't know what it was. I just knew that there were certain times when I, when I got to see it where it made me feel good, mm -hmm. you know, and I knew that it was, it was kind of like a, 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 a consolidation of things I've seen in the street, things I've seen in the hood, you know, growing up in Detroit and being in certain areas, it's like, wow, it's kind of like they move how we move, but it's to a rhythm. Mm -hmm. It's unified, and then it breaks apart, and then comes together, it breaks apart, you know. So I want to say what intrigued me really was, like, the dancing and the movement and, you know, the outfits and the crews, like, you know, this crew looked like this and the other crew looked like that. Um, but whether you were dancing or rapping or moving, whatever beat they threw on, you, you changed to it. You know, you, you became one with it. Um, I think that was like 
my initial attraction to hip hop before I really even knew what it was, you know. And then it was, and then it was, you know, LL Cool J's "I'm Bad" mm-hmm. and it's, it's uh, and then Slick Rick, a children's story. Those were like the first two songs. I was like, yo, I think I might, you know, like I wasn't telling anybody that I wanted to start writing. You know, this is like middle school. It was more so like, I feel like I would love to be in the position of these cats. You know what I mean? Like the way that they get to control the crowd and tell their story. That's amazing. But I was, I was still kind of like afraid. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you know, we, Back then we had, you know, back then meaning like not a million years ago, but uh, <laughs> a few years, few, few years ago, like in the golden era, we had a lot of respect for the people who were able to be MCs and even singers because it wasn't a million of them. And if there were a million of them, we, it wasn't as visible as logging on and seeing like 30,000 SoundClouds at once. We we knew that even if you're looking at a Kanye or if you're looking at a, a JV or even a Chance the Rapper, you, we knew how much you know, work it took to get there. Yeah. So we really respected their position and we weren't like, oh, I can do that. So, you know, me stepping up first, it was just like interest. It's like watching a magician. It's like, oh, I might go get me a stack of cards and try to do what he does. And I don't think I'm, I'm ever be able to do that, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, I, I feel like, I think I actually connected to the dancing part first and then I started writing poems and then, you know, sometimes by mistake, I would turn on the beat and read the poem. And then it was like, oh, okay, this is actually kind of cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so what got you over so, your you know, fear uh, and and what helped you present what you wrote to the public? What got you over that fear? For me personally, it was um, I had a, I had a, you know, an amazing aunt, rest her soul. Um, like my cousin and my aunt, my cousin is still alive. She's amazing. Uh, my cousin, her room was hip hop. Like she had the, you know, Yo MTV pop in. She had the, hmm. like all the magazine covers. You know, like the the typical yeah. hip hop walls, like Naughty by Nature. Word up magazine. Talk, yeah, because I grew up. I, both of my parents were teachers. You mm-hmm. know, so they were, you know, they were just regular people. But they were super. They they sheltered me so bad. Like I couldn't listen to anything but like Heavy D and yeah. Will Smith and. You know, it takes two to make a thing all right, you know, whatever. I was trying to sneak, I was trying to sneak hip hop into my into my house. But when I went to my cousin's room, it was nothing but um, you know, hip hop on the walls. My auntie was always playing like you know Michael Jackson, Prince, whatever. It was like a music house, and I used to love going over there. My my auntie uh, would always ask me what I wanted to do, and it was something different every month. You know, when I told her that I wanted to rap. She took me to this place called Cash Corridors in Detroit, which is a spooky place. It's like a it's like a bar, but it has a stage where they do showcases and they don't have an open mic. And she made me get on stage and and read what I had written. Wow. That was the first time I ever been on a mic. I was so it was adults in there. I don't even know if I was supposed to be in there. Like there was, you know what I mean? Like I was like uh, I want to say twelve, eleven, twelve, thirteen around that age, and she just made me get on stage. She was like, "If you're gonna do this, you gotta do it now." Wow. You know what I mean? And I probably sucked, but I got out there and spit my little rap. And I was like, oh, okay. Either they, they like it or they're not paying attention. Either way, I did it, you know. Right. So from from then, it was about, you know, you know, Buff probably has some of the stories. From then, it was just about, like, oh, snap. Like, let me get into every single talent show possible. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Even if we rap a cappella, you know. It was just the excitement naturally and organically built. Mm-hmm. from me gaining the confidence to do this. And I think that's why we still respect it so much. Like, we we, we, we practice for our hip-hop shows 
like, you know, like we about to perform for a festival every time. Wow, yeah. You know, we 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 practice like, you know, like <laughs> it's like a, like like we're a million dollar artist. You know what I mean? Like right. it's like it's James Brown. Like hold up, take that back. Hold up, take that back. Nope, that ain't right. So nope. right. you know what I mean? Like we really we really put it together like it's a TV performance every time, and that's just because that's how we came up. Yeah. You know, like even. You know, EPMD show was put together, like NWA show was put together, even Vanilla Ice's show was put together. Like everybody, mm-hmm. when they came to the stage, it was, it was, you know, first of all, we saw them on TV. It was special because we barely made it there unless it was the Arsenio Hall show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when we when we got to see a show, you know, a lot of times the Will Smiths was opening up for like the SWVs and stuff like that. So like mm-hmm. it was hip hop was just getting introduced to like a bigger crowd and the pop crowd and the R&B crowd. So they really, really came out and, and shined, you know yeah. what I mean? So we still have that same mind state when it comes to, it's like, yeah, we do rap. That's our voice, but a performance is something different. Like yeah. people, you know what I mean? We don't perform. We want to, we want to respect and we want to magnify all of the cultures that we sample while making this rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so. so, so Buff, how, how, how did you get into it? What, what got you interested in, in hip hop? When did you find um, it? It's a fairly similar story to Jeff's. Um, really, it started with breakdancing. I, I was just enamored by this art that I'd never seen before. And I actually started performing. Like, I would do talent shows as a young kid, like, before I even thought about rapping, mm-hmm. just doing breakdancing and Michael Jackson impersonations. Nice. And I would win, win talent shows as, like, a six-, seven-year-old. Uh, impersonate Michael Jackson. Um, and then I would go out uh, downtown Ann Arbor. I'm from Ann Arbor, Michigan. And uh, just set up with a cardboard and just dance and see what see what money I can get. Wow. People put the hat out and just have people throw money. Um, but my dad, my dad would take me out. My dad would take me out to do that and just see what money I can get. So wow. that's how I first started that's getting dope. into entertaining. <laughs> And that's funny. I think I think um, seeing seeing the dance moves that Michael Jackson did and kind of court how he kind of incorporated hip hop into it a little bit, and then seeing this kind of made me question like, what is this? Like, I didn't know what hip hop was. I didn't even know the name of it. Um, but I would see this like that's cool. Like how they dress is cool. How they talk is cool. And I just started getting into it. And then two years down the line. I started hearing this thing called hip hop and rap and I think the first song that really was like, Okay, this is this is where it's at was uh, I mean there was tons of songs, but I think I think the song that made me believe that I could rap was M C Breed's uh Ain't No Future in Your Front mm-hmm. uh, because he was from he was from Michigan. Classic. And it was like a big song. Yeah. And um so I was like, dang, so like you can be from Michigan and rap and hmm. like, all right, let me, let me give it a it shot. That simple. Uh, yeah. We could we could do that here. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so then as far as getting started, uh it was in high school and then that was my first crew, Athletic Mike League. Um it was like a secret, man. It was like you you, you nowadays like you write a rap, you record it in ten minutes. You put it on it on SoundCloud ten minutes later, and either your five homies love it, or a thousand people love it, or you're you're T Grizzly and you're blowing up all over the world in a matter of a day. Like that wasn't the case back in the day. Mm-hmm. 
Like we we sat with our rhymes for days and yeah. weeks and months before anybody yeah. heard. Mm-hmm. And it just took yeah. for me. It took my crew, uh, my crew of homies, Athletic Mike Lee, who we weren't a rap group at first. We just all played basketball together. We had class together, and it was like someone just happened to peep at my page, like peep at my desk as I was writing raps. And they were like, oh, you write raps? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like nervous. Like, yeah, I write raps, kind of. Uh, and it was like, me too. Oh, and man. it ended up being ended up being seven of us who do the same thing, who <laughs> had the same love for yeah. love yeah. for sports and love for women and, and uh, love for rap. And, and so that was how – that was where I got my confidence from was, was my initial crew. Um, you know, really, well, before that, just uh, I think I started the same way for a lot of people. I would just start writing other people's raps yeah. and trying to learn them because um, you were cool if you knew all the words to, to the hottest song, so you would write it down and make it a little easier. And then that kind of transformed into my own raps. And then, uh, like I said, I met my crew, and, and here we are wow. 20-something yeah. years later. He's 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 blessed to still be connected to his original crew. I've probably had like four or five crews. Yeah. Um but but I will say there's <laughs> there's 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 no there's there's not a moment that's more special than than walking up on somebody. I was the person that walked up on people like, Yo, what's what's in them notebooks? <laughs> <laughs> I remember I did that to a, we got an artist that we we're releasing, um Soon, uh, named T. Cal Meese. He used to be a uh, he used to go by Elite. He was a part of this group called Subterranean Spider. He started. I was connected to too. But we both went to the same high school. He was when he was in high school. He was kind of shy. You know, he had went from I think he had went to a couple different schools. And he was still kind of like opening up. <laughs> and I, you know, I was kind of horrible in school. I would pick on people or whatever. Um, just just to kind of see who was who. You know, not bullying, but just kind of like, yo, you okay? Right. You know. <laughs> Uh, and I remember he used to have all these notebooks, and he would never be paying attention in class, you know. And I'd be like, bro, like, <laughs> like you all have been a notebook, but you're not looking at the teacher. Right. And I walked up on him, like, like what's in there? He was like, raps. <laughs> <laughs> so from then on, I, I was the dude who had the uh, I had the karaoke system at the crib, and we would be recording in the bathroom or like in the corner, you know, like the I would kind of like manipulated the karaoke system to make little mixtapes or whatever. Wow. So everybody would, would come to my crib to, to record, you know, and that's that's kind of like how my crew um, came together. But we had like, I feel like in the span of high school, it was like three or four. Like we had, it was like high road. We had nine to five colony and then we had like something like a big thing called the Ling- Linguistics Association. You know what I mean, it was like four or five crews. You know, <laughs> we used to have like battles, and we would be battling the seniors. It was like the senior rap crew, and we would battle them in the gym wow, really? before we got kicked out. So it was it was funny because we was just we was just emulating like all the movies and everything that we saw. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Yo MTV raps and then Rap City started. We would everything we saw them do. You know, even the conferences that they would show sometimes. You know, like what was it like Jack? Not Jack the Rapper. Oh, there were certain conferences that we would like we would die to go to. Like if we could just get it rap Yeah, like if we could just go, it was just like if we could just get on, you know, stretch of our veto, like so we just we created <laughs> jam. Yeah, so we would go to the crib and we would create that. You know, we might be rapping into, you know, like some headphones with a sock on it yeah. or or a stocking on it, but we, we had our own little yo T V raps at the crib. We'd be recording little freestyles. 
and things of that nature. Just, you know, we'd be making, you know, songs for the radio or freestyle on the radio, have our own little uh, radio shows. And this was, this was high school. <laughs> like we, was, <laughs> we had everything except the, uh, the LLC in high school. Like <laughs> so it's just, it's just funny seeing people, you know, I think that's why we work with kids. Like, we're not the type to be like, oh, y'all young kids don't know what y'all doing because that sounds stupid if you're older. But yeah, so talk about can, that. Talk, can, talk about the you know, workshops you do. Talk about those workshops you do. Go into a little detail about those. Okay. Um, both you can, you can kick in on that. Um, so, yeah, I started, uh, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago. Um, I started working at a teen center in Ann Arbor, Michigan called the Neutral Zone. Um, I started out first um, as the MC workshop coordinator, just working with the young rappers or kids who wanted to learn how to rap, um, just helping them hone their skills, help them get better, get better at the craft, uh, work on their performances, freestyling. Uh, we had a studio inside the team center as well. We had a record label inside the team center, mm. like a youth brand. Hey, take them back, though. One one thing we always forget to say is that youth center is the spot that we used to perform perform at. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. So, so we would always be Luka's around own. the kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's um we weren't actually teens there, but we when it first opened up, we would perform there. His crew, the crew that Jess was Jess was in, Subterraneous, and my crew, Athletic Mike League, would do shows at this teen center and perform for the young people. We weren't much older than them. We were maybe we were maybe eighteen, nineteen at the time, um, twenty. Uh, but we we would perform there, and so this is like a legendary spot in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And so I ended up after me doing my solo thing after uh, Athletic Mike Lee kind of went on hiatus. I started doing my solo thing. I was touring around the U.S. and Europe. Uh, I lived in California for about a year, and then I came back to Ann Arbor. And the my homie who was uh, the MC workshop coordinator at the time, he was leaving, and uh, my homie Mike, man in charge, he left and the position opened. He hollered at me like, yo, I know you back in town. You want to work at the neutral zone? I was like, yeah. So I started doing the MC workshop. Um, that transitioned to me becoming the music coordinator at the neutral zone. So I, um, I overseen all the music programs. We had a DJ program, MC program, record label, studio. Um, so that's how I got into working with young people. Um, I would also do in-school workshops where I would go to schools uh, around Ann Arbor and southeastern uh, Michigan and Detroit and do workshops. And um, Jess would always express to me that he was interested in doing the same thing. Um, I Once my position at the Neutral Zone kind of got more busier and I had uh, more responsibilities, I couldn't really go out into the schools as much as I used to. Um, so I told Jess, uh, about the opportunity that I was, that I was getting, the opportunities that I was getting and that I couldn't really do, passed it on to him. He started his own company and, um, uh, started doing workshops in schools. And then, you know, we would collaborate on workshops. We would work together on some, he would do his, I would do mine. And, um, yeah, that's, that's a big part of what we do with the Black Opera. Um, it's working with young people. Um, and what we've learned is, like, we, we, one, we learn from them. We see, obviously, what's going on. We keep, that's how we kind of keep our ear to the streets of what's hot, what's going on. But also, we really want to let them know, like, look, 
this this art form can do so much for you. They might be listening to Migos or Yachty or Uzi or whatever. In our era, that's like the most taboo type of rap you could do. But really, it's like, look, if this is what's going to get these kids into this building every single day yeah, uh, with a routine and a schedule and they're writing and they're using their vocabulary and like, that's a beautiful thing. Like, yeah. I don't care what your influence is. If you're going to be in here every day and not out there doing whatever is out there, like, how could you knock that? And there's a lot of people who do what we do who knock that. And they say, oh, you should be making sure they rap like this. It's like, nah. Like, no. if I try to impose what I grew up on on them, they might not come back. And then you never right. know might, what might happen. So right. we, and they, we, they pick we up love. Yeah. What, what, Go ahead. They, the, the stuff that you would want to scream at them, we don't even have to say to them. They just pick up on it, and then they start asking us questions. Like, they'll be like, yo, so what did you listen to when you grew up? Mm-hmm. You know, bring some of that in. Um, and they'll be like, oh, I know Jay Diller. You know, and then it's like you didn't even have to, you know, with, with my workshops, I usually have music playing when they walk in. I work with uh, just consistently. I work with younger kids than, uh, than Jamal was working with. It was more so uh, mostly middle school up to early high school. Okay. Um, and I was teaching production. You know, uh, I took, I've taken a break on it. We, we're going to actually start doing workshops together. Um, but when I was in the schools in Ypsilanti, I live in California now. Um, and I'm, I'm working on getting into a few uh, a few channels out here, uh, probably in Long Beach. That will probably be the first thing. Um, but I was really doing – I was doing songwriting. I was showing them the basics of uh, production, digital production, in contrast to actually learning instruments and applying, you know, uh, musicians as features. And um, just really – what was really cool is people overlook the fact that music is more than music. Yeah. You know, when pe- when you start talking, you know, bashing certain rappers who rap how they rap, the question is, why do they rap how they rap? Mm-hmm. Like, have you heard them talk? You know what I mean? When you when you hear three stacks, you know, you can easily, three stacks is one of the, uh, you know, it's like our favorite rappers of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but if you listen to him, if you were to judge him, you'd be like, man, he'd be kind of random. He'd be all over the place. You know what I mean? Like, he, the way that, but the way that he explains things is, is so visual. It's like, have you had a, you know, if you have a conversation with him, he talks the exact same way. You know what I mean? If you if you talk to 21 Savage, he talks just how he raps. If you talk to Kodak Black, he talks just how he raps. So the question is, do you know this person? Are you willing to get to know this person? You know what I mean? Before you come in and say, this shouldn't be that way, because you might as well go to the hood and be like, man, y'all shouldn't be living in this place. Yeah, yeah. You guys should right. be way more educated, or you should talk You should, You should. should talk more like a Caucasian. Why you guys sound like you should just move. Not- you should just move to the suburbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't understand, and in, in for, you know, for hip hop cats, you know, like the the boom bap, whoever, whoever they are, I don't even like putting names on, but like the people who who've gone and seen so much, I don't understand how you can see so much and not have take consideration in the person's situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like you bashing Young Thug, but Young Thug lives in the studio and he's alive. Right, right. He's alive. He's alive, living in the studio. You mm-hmm. know, I'm pretty sure there was times in his career when people were trying to keep him in the studio and they were literally just like, just record. Mm-hmm. Just record. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Like, even me, I'm, I'm not like a street dude, but, I mean, the, the studio has kept me faithful. <laughs> yeah. The studio has kept me alive. It's, it's been my therapy. It's like, so, this music is more than just music. And that's, I think when we start getting, you know, there's a time to be critical about, you know, bars and, and skills and, and things of that nature. But I feel like that's more of if you're a fan of them or if you work with them. Like, if Buff hits me up, like, yo, what you think about this rap? Then I'll get critical and be like, yo, this multi or this semicolon or this simile, whatever. You know, we can have that conversation. If I'm a fan of an artist and he went from this to that, I might like this more than I like that. That's cool. But if you're not even a fan of these people and you bashing these people, you got to keep in mind that maybe you don't even understand their culture. You didn't. We, you know, we we walk into these classrooms, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that we are not connected to this current time. Like I have a daughter that's 13 and I don't know what the hell she be talking about. Mm-hmm. I've known this child her whole life. <laughs> I've been there the whole time. You know what I mean? There's no disconnect. There's, there's nothing that I missed just other than the fact that I'm not 13 right now. Right. Right. And I think for, I think for people who are getting older, like we're kind of like in the middle of these generations. We're not, we're not in our sixties mm-hmm. we're not in our, in our tens and our twenties. You know what I mean? So we kind of see both sides. A lot of these older cats, um, they're, they're not making as much as they used to. The industry is differently. The albums aren't selling like they're supposed to. Um, they were used to being worshipped as a golden era, and now these young cats don't care, you know, because mm-hmm. their dads wasn't there, these uncles wasn't there, their grandpas wasn't there. It's like, mm-hmm. bro, who's this old dude screaming at me? Come on, man, I'm getting money. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm getting money, I'm getting girls. That's all I wanted. You know, I don't know, I don't know about the the pillars of hip-hop. I've never seen a, a KRS-One show. I don't care about African hip It's like, mm-hmm. I, I got money, and I got girls, and I'm alive. And I get to ride my homies that ain't with me, and I and I get to take care of their families. Right. What else you trying to do? Right. You so, know what I mean? Like if if I was young and I could rap any way I wanted to, like right now, like what's dope about TBO is we we do rap how we want to. Mm-hmm. But there there's been times where it's like there's been times in my past where a trap beat would come on, or like a down south beat would come on. We had different signals back in the day. Like it'd be a different type of beat. You'd be like, no, man, switch the beat. You know what I mean? Like, Or you might think, like, all right, I'm going to rap on this, but I'm going to do it in a hip-hop way. I'm going to flip it a certain type of way. Like, we were pretty open-minded, but I, I would say, like, we're we're just open now because we realize, like, yeah. it's just pre- – it's just – that goes back to the art. It's just creativity. Like, right. who are – like, what artists would say, no, I don't use the color black. No, I don't <laughs> use red because little Uzi uses red all the time, so I'm going to stop using the color red. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like, how, bro, just put your twist on it. You know what I mean? Like, if you have an argument on how they should be doing things, then you do it. Exactly. Exactly. And you go work with go work with him and let that rub off on him, and, and he'll rub off on you. You know what I mean? Like, you might walk out like, damn, man. A lot of these cats you think are stupid are genius. Like, they've made a lot more money than you did in a shorter time, and they businesses together, and they family is together. Why you still, you know, trying to sell your CDs? You're so, you're so right. You're so right because you guys. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say because you guys are. I feel like at all, everybody suffers from some kind of ignorance, right? You could be a genius in one one way, but ignorant in another. And since you guys had this workshop, you're really close to the community, right? Right. So you're able to see all aspects of this art, and just listen to you guys, how you guys flow. You guys literally are like community leaders, if no one's ever told you that before. Just want to let Thank you. you know. And, Thank you. And no, one, no one has told us that before. If you, you. Yeah, if you really do look at it, you are community leaders. You're, you're keeping some kids off the streets, focusing on them. Uh, art definitely focuses the mind. 
and you're building confidence in these kids and what's what's needed out here and i'm 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 wondering just listen to your music and what you're doing for the youth what what activists or political uh leaders have influenced uh your perspectives on life who 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 would you say Ooh, that's a long that's a long list. Uh, <laughs> if you had to do maybe like one, two, or three of them, or or, or just the, the just the number one, who 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 comes to mind right away? I, I automatically thought about Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X. Mm. Um, but you know, I'm from yeah. that era. I'm from that. My era had its time of where it was in real time, and then it's had its time where it's been. You know, movitized, movitized. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I, I read about Malcolm X and then I saw the movie. Right. And I saw clips on YouTube. You know what I mean? I saw clips from what I read on YouTube where it's the real one. So it was like, I've been, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in love with these people. You know what I mean? But uh, I, I would say that's probably like my 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 top. You know, mm-hmm. you got your Asada Shakuras. You got, man, there's so many. Yeah, I, guess. I know. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> we we and, and we're you know and that's I think that's a part of the responsibility or the accountability that we feel. It's like man, like mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot of there's a lot of uh, activists you know that are popping up now and a lot of people that are saying just good words. But like I feel like these people were documented. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like these people were backed. Yeah. They were backed by strong movements that were together. And maybe it's just me coming after the fact you've seen the whole story as one. But it just it felt like they were more believable, mm-hmm. they were easier to follow. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and, it, and like I said, maybe because mm-hmm. it was Martin over here and Malcolm over here and Muhammad Ali over here and so on so over here, maybe because it wasn't a million people screaming through a, a Twitter feed, it, it was easier. It was harder to, like, block them out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, I mean, we... we my head, go ahead. I didn't cut you off. Go ahead. No, I'm good. I'm good. We are, we're, we're from that, that like, kind of what we talked about with the hip-hop thing. Like, we're kind of from that middle era. Like, because, you know, we, we weren't around to see Malcolm on Martin, you know. But we, we read up on them. We we did our Googles or whatever, you know. The H-Rap, Brown, Stokely, Stokely Carmichael, the Panthers, all that stuff. But, like, really, our leaders were rappers. Mm-hmm. Like, those yeah. were our leaders. Mm-hmm. It was Nas. Nice. It was brand new being. Yeah. Yeah, so... You know, we obviously touch on the 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 teaching teachings of Malcolm. Um, everybody, everybody who said, has something to say about obviously up, uplifting the black people and bringing people together, it's all injected into our music. But really, our leaders were rappers. Like mm-hmm. that's where that's, that's where, a good point. Well, I speak yeah, for myself. I speak for myself. Uh, I wouldn't even speak for you, Jess, but I know for me, I, most of what I learned comes from rap, whether right mm-hmm. or wrong. Yeah. Like. I went to I went to college. I went to the University of Michigan. Uh, I love my mama, but most of what I was in my brain comes from rap music. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So, so, so that's true. I think I, I, I probably got intrigued to to look up certain people because of because of the rap. Because yeah. the rap, I, I, yeah. I will agree with that. Who, who got mentioned? Who got mentioned yeah. in these raps? Oh, right. yeah. I need to look up, you know, these people. So let me ask yeah. you that, yeah. like. When you listen to the music today, there's not many references like that. So, what, what, what? How, how are the youth supposed to understand like the, the, those leaders of the past? Because it was, it was like you Ooh. said, it was in the art form. I mean, I did the same thing. I was like, yeah. who is that? You know. Well, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Music 
Oh, um, let's just speak for rap music because if we speak on music, it's, it's going to get confusing. Rap music is a full corporate business now. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh it's it's no different than Barbie dolls. You know what I mean? Like Barbie, mm-hmm. it's, it's branded and it's it's marginalized. It's everything. It's marketed. It's packaged. It's shipped. Um, so I I would say this. I'm not I'm not I'm not urging people not to listen to rap or not to listen to us. I don't think music is the first place they get their direction these days. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think when we were coming up, rap was like big and new and it, it's not that it was necessarily new as a whole. There was just different things that were happening for the first time. Right. You know, like a group like Public Enemy, that's like for it to come in that form, that's one of the first times. You mm-hmm. know, even like an Eminem or like a Tupac or like everything that we got to witness was like, wow, this is like the first time I've seen this. You know, even if, if it was E40 and the click, it was just like, wow, I've never heard anybody come from Oakland like that mm-hmm. with so much slang. So now it's like everything's been done. Even with us, you know, it'll be like, oh, you guys remind us of Dead Prez or Outkast mm-hmm. or Little Brother or whatever. It's just like after a while, it's just a long list of people that we're inspired by. And we're like, yeah, we, we're rap fans. That's true. <laughs> um, but it's like everything has been done to the point and and it's so much music that's getting promoted at a high level like at a pop level where it's like the goal is no longer for hip-hop to have a message you know the goal is for it to sell you know Mm -hmm. and and before I, i think when the money came into the play it came into play i think you know, and what, and honestly, you got to look at what people were going to through too, in like the 60s, 70s, 80s, the 90s. Like, you know, NWA was speaking about certain things because that's what the people were going to going through. That was the pulse of the people. You know what I mean? Um, and it's the same thing with, uh, you know, the different styles of Tupac. If you want to see how rap changed, look at Tupac's career. You know what I mean? Good point. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like he, he literally, he's he's kind of like, I want to say he's the closest, you know, the closest example to. The length of Tupac's career and the changes might be like the Kanye West. You know, mm-hmm. T.I. is going through changes now. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Kanye is as great as Tupac. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying like <laughs> you, you want to, you know, we want to, we want to kind of like because a lot of times the artist is where the community comes to a head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we're mad at the community and all the changes, but instead we're just gonna scream at Kanye and be like, "Why are you all up in the fashion and, <laughs> and white girls and why are you talking about drugs?" I'm like, "Bro, that's what the hood is talking about. Like, the hood <laughs> loves white girls." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what's wrong with you? We love fashion. You know what I mean? Even though we're not that good at it, we we love it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, what I will say is now I think there's so there's so many, like right now kids might be more influenced by the Washington Post than they are Kanye West. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They might be more influenced by Slate.com mm-hmm. than they are Ti. Like there's so many different things in their face right now. The internet is like yeah. God. Right? We didn't have the yep. internet. We had we had libraries. We had libraries. We had you know encyclopedias you know, Botanica, like we had to, we, it wasn't just like, let me push this screen and everything shines in my face. It was like, yeah. let me find the page, you know, like, let yeah. me, you know, we, we got distracted by large pictures of elephants, Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Large, large pictures of planes. Yeah. It was just like, wow. Yeah. And we would just look at it and wonder, it wasn't pictures with words on it that mm-hmm. depicted and means what this picture means to you. Yeah. And even if it is in a, a dark comedy or a jokingly fashion, like, oh, this is, type of black person this is another type of white person well, you know ask, what i mean so let me ask you this question it's, it's, uh-huh. it's just my bad i was just saying it's no, no. different now it's 
they're not getting they're not getting everything from us. Mm-hmm. I feel like by the time they get to us, it, unless we go to them in the community, by the time they get to us, they've already kind of been down a channel of interest that leads to us. You know, mm-hmm. most people who listen to our music, they're already like, you know, they might be Black Lives Matter, or they they might be listening to, you know, reading a certain type of newspaper, or they might be a certain type of activist, or you know, maybe they just like. Or maybe they like James Brown, or maybe they like, you know, Jay Dilla. Like whatever inspiration that we're putting out there, they just come through that stream. They like mm-hmm. MF Doom, and they like masks, and they see these guys wearing masks, and yeah. they're like, oh, let me check them out too. You know, what I mean, it's it's not like it's not like they were in you know Starbucks having a cappuccino, and TBO came on, and they're like, oh shit, I need to get my life together. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's not it's not like that. <laughs> you know, we we used to look on TV, and it'll be like. These rap guys are crazy. They're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, Revolution mm-hmm. and Malcolm X. And, like, we had moments like that where rap was still stepping into the mainstream. And we were doing regular things. We were sitting in class or sitting with our parents, and rap came on TV. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yo, that's that's what, that's what I want. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't, it's not like that anymore. Go ahead. My bad. I mean, cut you no, 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 no. I, I, I apologize. Well, 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 what you were saying, it kind of made me think of the song on your new album called Numb, right? It's like yeah. there's all this yeah. stimuli. So if you if you can yeah. relate what you said to that song, I mean, if it does relate. To me it does, but maybe I'm wrong. I feel numb. I can't feel nothing. What's wrong? I can't feel nothing. I can't feel nothing no more. What's wrong? Masters like Jackie Chan, just trying to chill. Numb, it's habit from Pakistan to European countries. Across the cultures, black and skin, they suffer most. Why? We asked the most high, then became the most high. They say we made in God's image, that's a dope lie. Smoking that dope lie, yeah, we smoking dope lie. It turned our problems in the clouds, it's just gonna float by. Don't hit me with that blah blah. Always talking revolution. I don't even know why. All this talking ain't go do nothing but get you smoke, bruh. You ain't got no military tank. Come take a tow, bruh. What you gonna do when they just roll up? You need to roll up. And here to sweet. See, on that lean, we gangster, but we don't want gangster leans. Rather kill ourselves slow than by hands of the police.
over and over again till we stop caring. We marching for freedom again, I feel like my parents. They killing us so frequently right on the TV. I thought it was like Game of Thrones, they show it weekly. Man, they shot them on camera, I thought I was watching a movie. But they won't go to jail, they'll get paid to chill on a new beach. Everybody saw it. How they ain't got no evidence yet, but my iPhone 6 got my fingerprints, and every day it be tracking my steps. Counting my steps is like counting my blessings. Surrounded by death and life, mountains of stress to hike, pounds on my chest. Weighing down on my breath, despite drowning in pressure, I done found some success by just staying afloat. Should I keep praying a vote when the tide waves and it rolls? Then Nick Saban approach, I'm just taking some notes. Hey, Leviticus, I be scribing the times. This is day day to atone. What's wrong? Oh, you feel something? We ain't even organized. Wait till we push the real button. What's wrong? Oh, you feel something? We ain't even organized. Wait till we push the real button. I would be I would be the the worst Trump liar um, or puppet if I was to say I don't understand why people take drugs. Mm-hmm. I understand, man. It's the same reason why I make beats all day. Mm-hmm. Same reason why I listen to music for like three hours from from twelve a.m. to four a.m. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's you need the escape. You need the therapy. And I'm not saying turn to drugs. If anybody's listening or reading this, <laughs> I'm just saying we're we're either we're we're so numbed. You know, either it's like we see so much to the point where we become desensitized mm-hmm. to everything, or we are the type of people who pick up. We have, you know, some people have such a sensitivity to pick up on every vibe and energy that they need to numb themselves so they don't go crazy. Yeah. And, and those those are the people who care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we, we, we get down on addicts and people who are popping, you know, doing lean or whatever, whatever. It's just like a lot of these people just really care about humanity and they don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, they... Like, you know, they, they care about, like, you know, 21 Savage was on the Breakfast Club. And he named up about 10, 15 people that he knows that have died within the last few years. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's not it's not a normal thing where it's like, grand, he, it was a couple uncles and a couple grandpas, but it was like, you know, little homie, little whatever, whatever. And I'm like, bro, if I was in... If I was in high school, if I was in college, and I could name off like twenty people that I know that died, I don't know if I'd still be here. Right. I'm yeah. be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know an amount of music or drugs that could have saved me if I had to deal with that much in the face depression. Mm-hmm. If, if if me feeling good means I can get on the mic and be like, I just fucked this bitch, and she, you know, like mm-hmm. if I could just get on the mic and say something extremely stupid and just feel silly and feel like a kid again even though I'm dealing with all these adult issues and, and all these, you know, all all of this politics is coming down in, in, in my environment, man, I would do it. I can't even front. Yeah. So, can't even front. I mean, go ahead. 
No, no, no. And, no. Yeah, no, go ahead. We, yeah. we, was, uh, we were uh, actually just watching an interview. Uh, I think it was one of the Noisy or Viceland or whatever uh, documentary type things where they go to different areas, um, real gentrification style. Um, but we got it'd be some jewels in notes. And we watched one with um, when they went to the Bay, they were talking to uh, Neff the Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he was saying exactly what Numb typifies, like exactly what Numb is about is. He was like, you could post a picture of a naked woman, and it has to, it'll get taken down, like immediately. People will be all at, on your head, like, yo, you gotta take that down, bro. It's a nipple, take it down. Uh, but a black person being murdered, like a video mm-hmm. leaking blood, is spread all over the internet. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what is that? How, how is that? Why do we have to see that? Uh, I know it's real. I know it happens. We've been knowing it happens. But, like, when you see something like that, like, what does that do to you? What does that say to you? And, like, that's exactly what Numb is about. It's like, how do you deal with that? Like, you see something over and over and over again. It's like, oh, it must be okay to kill a black person. Like, how does how does this happen? So that's, that's, that's what Numb is about. Um how do we get to a point where seeing the murder of a human being on a free service or semi-free, whatever type service like the internet is like publicly spread and like, it's okay. Like how do you, as a black person in this country, uh, how do you deal with that? How do you, how do you channel those emotions, that anger, that fear? Like, that's what, I mean, that's what the whole album is. Yeah. uh, Or or part of the, the whole theme of the album is part of that. Uh, African American, mm-hmm. and and in general, mm-hmm. let's just let's, let's just let's just include all races in there. If we land, we live in a land of the free, the home of the brave. You know, with, where we have democracy and our political situation is set up, where the civilian is is actually supposed to be the owner of the government. Like, why do we have to protest and march and do you know make a million signs and? post and get arrested like why do we have to go through all of this just to be heard when you're working for us you know what i mean so it's like after a certain point you just don't care anymore yeah yeah you're like i didn't did like 20 protests and even if you ain't did one i don't watch like 20 protests mm-hmm. homeboy you know the dude who was on the clip was saying the most powerful thing i've ever heard and then he got arrested what did he say and then he right. got arrested you know what I mean? Like it's 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 like I saw something somebody doing something good and they got arrested. Uh-huh. I was smoking weed yesterday and I got arrested. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. Like which one is more enjoyable? Uh, I think I'm just smoke weed again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. not like it's like at, at one point, you know, when it when it comes to a certain type of like spiritual, um, you know, like religious uh things like uh let's just say meditation let's mm-hmm. say meditation people who meditate are trying not to think about anything mm-hmm. like one of the one of the the most common meditations is trying to think about nothing yes you know what i mean so it's like at one point right. the does caring start hurting you you know that's really what numb is it's yeah. like yo like it's like yo like I, <laughs> every time I talk to this person they talk about Trump they talk about alt right they talk about like bro what did you have for breakfast this morning <laughs> you know what I mean like what did you drink enough water like have you <laughs> called your daughter 
yo, your, your shoes ain't even tied up. You know what I mean? Like, did you make your bed? Did you finish that book? Yeah, it's a, it's a, like, it's a way to disconnect. You're, you're, yeah, that's a right. very good point. So, you know, so, and we all have different ways to do it. For us, a lot of it is just music. You know, yeah. like at the time when we made African America, we were trying to kind of tune out and really just live life. But it was just like it just started coming out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like ah. Mm-hmm. So that 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 project, African America made itself. It was, it was, it's the only project really that we've done that really just made itself with us. You know, other than the original songs that we created when we were we, we still were intentionally recording. Um, with African America, it was just like, oh, like so much is happening. You know, we just both started recording. Um, both was in Michigan. I was in California. We both started recording like, like simultaneously and sending stuff. And it was just like, we didn't even really talk about it. Mm. It wasn't like, yo, when you said this line, when you said that line, it was just like, yeah, I, 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 I'm going to send a verse back next weekend, you know? Um, and then when we came together, we were able to kind of like on the back end, we were able to conceptualize it and be like, yo, what are we? We kind of listen to ourselves, you know what I mean? It's, it's almost like doing an interview on TV after your homie die or somebody gets shot. You, you look at it and you're like, damn, I look like I'm so sad. Mm-hmm. I look like I'm so mad. Or I look hopeful. Or let me see how I can flip this. Like, that's when we actually listen back to the songs before we actually put them in order and came up with the title. It was just like, yo, like, I know there's a lot of people that are going through what we're going through. We just happen to be, I guess, blessed to be black men in America who drive late at night, you know, who tour, who go overseas and who deal with certain situations um, and have a lot of sisters and brothers, you know, a lot of sisters that go through the same thing. It's like we, we're kind of like unnominated spokespersons for the plight of this current time. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, You know, the only other person that will probably be even better for a person of our races is a woman. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, because they they go through even more than we do. They just they I feel like they deal with it better at times. But luckily now they starting to let that shit out. You know. So, so um, talk talk about that <laughs> that one song you have called "Black Woman Is God." What came first, the chicken or the egg? The African or indigenous Native American? We holding 22s, Cavalier is Larry Nance. We came from many crews, tribal symbols on our hands. Ancient rhythms when we dance. What came first, Adam or the Adam? The Asian or the Mexican, the Hebrew or the Arab? Circle 75% the Bible or the Torah? The Kaaba or the Vatican, the Sodom or Gomorrah? Muhammad or the Curse of Ham, dinosaur or human? Politics or propaganda, knowledge or the rumors? What came first, the chicken or the egg? A tribe called Quest or a Wu-Tang Clan? The woman or the man, will we ever understand that we can't predict the past and the clock is ticking fast? Martin Luther King didn't know a thing about the nightmare we living in now. White man heaven that we living in now. Even white women can't get a job. Martin Luther King didn't know a thing about the nightmare we living in now. Black man hell that we living in now. They acting like the black woman ain't God. 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 God.
The comedy of politics, omnipresent cop presence, bomb threats and promises, military surveillance, diplomatic turn races, literary verbatim piggyback the first days, a visionary per se with cinematic wordplay, give you every hurt, pain, incision that this earth gave, a cemetery dirt grave, we living in the worst way, I wish I could remember every first name of the victims, no matter where they at, it always hits home, the system is broken in half like a wishbone, no super glue can fix it, it broke apart, we trying to put it back together like new edition, but we probably need a new edition, this ain't a Judy Bloom fiction, are you there God, I'm asking for a clue to witness a signal, a sign, these are the kind of thoughts that riddle the mind, pitiful how progression's hitting rewind. Similar to selectors with the rewind Hoping we get the message clearer this time Clear Before it ain't no time left But I guess I won't hold my breath Martin Luther King didn't know a thing About the nightmare we living in now White man heaven that we living in now Even white women can't get a job Martin Luther King didn't know a thing About the nightmare we living in now Black man hell that we living in now Acting like the black woman ain't God Talk about that Yes Explain that I'll, I'll say a piece on it Both of you can chime in um, okay. That song That song Like I said uh, I think I originally laid that hook And I wasn't thinking What do you mean? I was meditating. <laughs> when I recorded that whole, I think that my whole verse, I didn't even write. I just took it piece by piece by piece. Mm. And it was, it was, uh, you know, there's a million definitions for that title. You could go to any different extreme of the spectrum of spirituality. But mm-hmm. the after listening back to it, you know, because keep in mind, we just create art. Sometimes artists just close their eyes and, and move their hands, you know what I mean, or however they portray their art. So what I'm what I'm trying to get across is, like, these are songs we created and then listened to. We didn't listen while we were creating. Mm. <laughs> the, list, the, yeah. the, list, the listening that we did happened before the creation. It was us listening to the world, listening yeah. to our, you know, the energy, listening to our community, like, everything. We just, we kind of like the type of person where we, we walk into the community, we walk out of it, we walk into it. So we're always around people that are going through stuff, whether it's us or not. And we're very, we care, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we care and our drug is music, you know? So we got to go get some music to numb it up a little bit and be like, all right, I'm not going to go crazy today. I'm not going to kill white people today. I'm mm-hmm. not going to, you know, anybody looks like Trump with a toupee, I'm not going to smack him. <laughs> I'm good. He's a human. He's a part of the universe. He's spiritual. Let's just let him be, you know, <laughs> let's get around him. <laughs> Yeah. You know, what I mean? yeah, yeah. you got to find a woo, a woo sideway or whatever. But with with that song, what the conclusion that I came to from whatever happened when we created it is, what if let's just say let's just get away from all the dogmas and the, the ideals of spirituality. What if we were taught like what if we were taught that instead of a white man on a cross yeah. um, or a white man in the sky with a white beard, what if we were taught that a black woman was God? How would the world be different? Exactly. Like, how would people of color be treated differently? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to get into, you know, high levels of, of secret societies and different, yeah. um, you know, religions who actually worship the black guy. They're mm-hmm. not black at all. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, a black woman God mm-hmm. um, at, at the altar. We're not getting into all of that. A lot of people connect to that end. A lot of people do think. We're not saying it is or isn't. We're just proclaiming it on a song to evoke, like, you know, to inspire a feeling. Right. If you're feeling it, you know, because it was really the dopest thing. And I love white people, man. I love humans with hearts and souls and, you know, <laughs> and lungs. I love I love humans. 
I love white people. Some of our best friends are white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, some some humans have white skin. <laughs> you know, some of us came in the form of white spacesuits. Suits. That's cool. But the dopest thing was the number of white bloggers that were posting that song and they had to say the title and they they loved it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was just like, yo, this new joint, Black Woman is God. I need an instrumental for that. And like, did you realize that you said Black Woman is God? Do you understand <laughs> how dope that is? Subconsciously. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, just as, that's just as dope as saying bad and bougie at the Oscars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Yeah. That's so dope. And, like, and if, and if you listen, that right yeah, now. If you, listen, if you listen to the lyrics, like, we don't delve into, you know, that world of, no, of the question that we're raising. You mm-hmm. know, we're just, we're, we're rapping about what's going on, these current times, what's mm-hmm. happening in the world. That's what the verse is about. Mm-hmm. But right. we, we wanted to raise that question. You know what I'm saying? We wanted people to have to think about that. Because I, I, I don't know what God looks like. Mm-hmm. So I believe in right. God. I believe there is a God, a higher power, a mm-hmm. creator, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that being looks like. What if it is? Yeah. Why can't it be a black woman? Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, or why is it a human in the first place? That's a good question. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. right. like what, what, what does a dog's God look like? You know, is it a human body with a dog head? You know, <laughs> so yeah, we uh, <laughs> that's just how we think, you know, what I mean? but the, everything, you know, Martin Luther King, you know, like mentioning Martin Luther King is pulling s- certain people's strings. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so, sometimes you have to pinch somebody before they start speaking. <laughs> sometimes you got to shake people before they wake up, you know, and they're going to look at you like, why are you wake me up? It's time to go to work. <laughs> okay, I'm good. You know what I mean? It's just so certain things we do. We, I, I feel like we kind of, um, we are very receptive to what makes us uncomfortable on certain levels. Mm-hmm. And we know that even though we're more, more open than a lot of people, um, that it makes other people more uncomfortable. And I'm saying that's, that's kind of like the level that we, we create on is just being uncomfortable. Like within, um, you know, that level of being uncomfortable, there's communication, there's dialogue, there's growth. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't grow mm-hmm. without being uncomfortable. You can't know where you're going to lose weight or get stronger or right. get smarter without being uncomfortable. So, right. we, we don't, if there's one thing that we do with the black operas, we don't, you know, we don't shy away from those gray areas or those red areas. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, you know, like, man, you shouldn't be saying Martin Luther King. Like, why not? <laughs> no, because I was. 2016, man. <laughs> I was uncomfortable. <laughs> I was uncomfortable, but I like the uncomfortable on the uh, the song "Pardon." You, you asked. You said, "My blackness don't stop." Uh, you, you can go Ooh. into that a little bit, and then you had some good questions. You said, "What's the definition of a good black man, and what type of black man gets a pardon?" I was like, "Wow." Yeah. <laughs> How do you answer that? Yeah. yeah. Stop. 
My blackness don't stop, so it's action. O'clock to the casket, clothes drop. From the cradle that back and forth rock is scratched in stone rocks that my blackness don't stop. What if I shoot back at those cops and laugh at those pops and moms that gotta bury them? Mortuarium facts get thrown out like trash and oh God, my blackness don't stop. I gotta win, so I practice those shots. Cause average won't fly, they jabs and blows blocks. Seen what happens when ratchet goes pop like cactus pokes. I, my blackness don't stop. Maybe I can turn it off like newscasters on Fox. But probably not. My blackness don't stop. They hate me, but they dabbing though. Huh? They dabbing though. Huh? My blackness they don't stop. the definition of a good black man one strike two strikes perform no speeding tickets no weed in the glove compartment police act like i'm less than a human but acting godly wouldn't stop me from persecution they give a man an oscar for playing a slave do they want that chuck d or that flavor flayed that denzel from glory or that training day let the rally in quick because the sniper want to shoot they be posting up my picking i ain't even do it they have more compassion for dealing roof feel like i'm dead if i don't did if i do they screaming all lives matter man forget stacy dash we know all lives matter it's just different when you black this is said i dress right then i be okay somebody gonna die looking like malcolm x today somebody gonna die looking like mlk today kendrick said we gonna be all right i don't feel okay bill Cosby might be innocent but i think he ain't automatically i hope they don't treat me the same if i'm innocent pardon me Pardon, yeah, Pardon is uh, a special song. Um, mm. My Blackness Don't Stop. I don't know. That's another... We. This may sound crazy, um, but recently, I know I'll speak for myself, and I bet Jess will say the same thing. Like, Not a lot of thought goes into the creation. It's really what is inside of us. Like, yeah. like, like I don't take... 
all these rhymes you heard on African America did not take a long time to write at all. It was mm. already there. I can understand. Like, that. It was already there. And you know, we we've been doing it for so long. We so long we kind of think in rhyme anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of taking these thoughts and just putting putting them on a microphone. So mm-hmm. can, can, can I tell you what I what I thought when I heard that verse though? Can I tell you? Go ahead. Go ahead. So, like, I just, I just want to emphasize the fact that what he's saying is, is probably correct. Like, what we did was we just recorded and then we listened to it. Mm-hmm. So, and some things we just let it be. Like, I don't even know. I don't know what we were totally saying, but I get it. But I don't. But I get it. And it's just art. But with my blackness, don't stop. There's so many levels to it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the first thing I thought was, you know they treat blackness like it's a disease or it's a problem or it can be fixed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like Migos, Migos says culture. When they say I'm bad, I'm boozy. They, they, you know, what I get from all of that is like, you know, if I'm from the South or if I'm from the North or if I'm, you know, I'm from this, it's like, there's, it's not a problem with the way I speak and the way I rap. This is who I am. Like in no way am I saying that I need to improve. The way I dress, whether I'm sagging my pants or I'm wearing Jordans, I'm not like I'm not introducing myself as a project for you to work on. This is who I am. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like, with, I can I can break down your your two or three piece suit and your fake hair and your your bleached whatever for days, but I'm not I'm not disrespecting you like that. I meet you on your level and I say hello, how are you doing today? We don't get that treatment just being black. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we mm-hmm. get treatments like. Oh, he's black, but he's he's he grew up in this area. He's black, but he's he speaks well and he dresses well. He's black, and with him saying my blackness doesn't stop, it's just for me. It's just like this is what it is. You know, before you before you look at that news clip and say, oh, she should have had her hair done. It's like you act like people got their hair done twenty four seven. Like why can't she stand outside her house with her hair undone? Like, and who says she's the type of person that gets her hair done? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and why does she need to have her hair done? Right. Why <laughs> is it? Why is it not done? Why is it not done how it looks right now? Yeah. Like it's just like my blackness. My blackness don't stop. And then and then there's like the you know the motivation side where it's like yo, this is just the beginning. We say that. We try to say that as many times. Like it's like yeah. oh, you think you think we powerful now? Okay. Yeah. We we still going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, and, it, it, and another. Another another aspect I know I I kind of touched on at the end of the verse, um, during the time it was it was the campaign trail and uh, Hillary even Hillary. in sports even in sports like there you see you see white people uh, bringing portions of black culture into what they do like yeah. Hillary yeah. dabbing or anybody mm-hmm. dabbing uh, like hey look how cool I am black people you know mm-hmm. I need your vote. Um, but then they can go right around and turn right around and like these deaths don't affect them. Mm-hmm. You know, these black people dying doesn't affect them the same way it affects us. It's like they can turn their blackness on and off when they need to, but right. we can't, you know, this right. is us 24 seven, 365. We deal with this every single day. Mm-hmm. And that's, right. that's kind of what that's about. Like, yeah. Yeah. They just, they just can't handle, they can't handle the darkness, man. Like, if you look at the universe, the yeah. most mysterious and most interesting portions are the ones that are black. That's right, the dark matter. You know, they just, they want to they keep going into the blackness and, and manipulating the blackness to see what's out there. And then when they get to it, they want to break down and, and add new names to things that they don't even understand the language for. It. Like, they, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to call this a star. We're going to call this a planet. We're going to call it, it's like, that's just, that's what we deal with as, as black.
blackness, it's like there's no color without blackness. You know what I mean? Like none of you wouldn't be able to see any of that. And a lot of times we're helping people shine. You know what I mean? Like you're like, oh well, I'm white. I'm like, we make you shine. Mm-hmm. Like you, your whole style is our style. Mm-hmm. You got all, you got your whole style from us. Not even like a black and a white color thing. It's just like you got your whole swag from us. You're saying you call it swagger. We call it swag. Cool. But <laughs> you got your whole swag. You got you know we came from times when. when you know, our tribal talk was a lot of guz and uhs and ahs and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You, you took that and you made errs and, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's and cabinets and, you know, certain things. But it's, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You went into the universe. You saw something that already exists and you named it. That's fine. But understand there's a deeper thread yeah. to that. You know what I mean? And we feel that. Like, it's like, like us explaining these songs, that's something, you know, that's something that we, we feel. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we express. And that's the blackness that does not stop. You know, when you see a black person dance or play, you know, play sports or like write on a sheet of paper or become mm-hmm. a lawyer or like whatever, whether it's the typical position, mm-hmm. I embrace the typical positions. You know what I mean? Like whether it's the typical position, how our hair looks, you, if you ask somebody why they got their hair like that, sometimes it's just like, that's just how it is. Right. Like, right. you know, I started braiding it. I was watching TV and I looked in the mirror like, huh. Mm-hmm. So so let, let let's take take what that song and then talk about Black Frankenstein. Stein of horror, like black men with all white drawers. They tried to take my power, instead they made a monster. Beast mode, beast mode. My whole empire black like Lucius. We gon' retire, Massa Musa. They mutinies made a mutant. Theories of evolution. Adversities made me Hercules. We gotta be superhuman to deal with what they doing. They don't know what they doing. With future poems and future songs, we keep that metro booming. They treating me, they treating me like I'm an export. They sell me off to jail. They sit me off the board. They don't treat me like a man. Unless I'm playing sports. Unless I wear their jersey. Unless I wear their shorts. They talk about my mama. They talk about my cuz. They talk about my sister. They talk about my bros. That make me wanna get that, get that gun in and pull it. And pull that trigger back in. And make that shit go brutal. Now if you take the fist of a fighter, the brain of a scholar, the heart of a lion, and put it with some animosity, this is what you get. 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 Black Frankenstein. Hey, hey, you gonna need an army just to bring me down. You need a team of officers to beat me down I'm just a man, a human being, my blood is red But when I walk around, I'm like the living dead To you, I'm just a man that God created Genesis I'm not the Frankenstein that made experiments Not a guinea pig, not a chemistry trick I'm just a son, a father, brother, husband, cousin, lover Something other than the thug that wanna make me out to be Black man and I'm proud to be You can never beat it out of me Shoot your gun, it's so cowardly It's proof they want me in the ground with me Deuces know we run it out of peace They abuse the power with the policies Choose the water that's about to be 
They talk about my music, they talk about my speech, they talk about my clothes, they talk about my dreams that make me wanna get that, get that cat and then pull it, and pull that trigger back it, and get this shit to cracking. Now if you take the fist of a fighter, the brain of a scholar, the heart of a lion, and put it with some animosity, this is what you get. 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 Zerkin our office. He's black. Black Frankenstein is this. This is when okay. So let's just say let's use let's use uh let's use a rapper as an as an example. Black Frankenstein is when you manipulate a person who is in need. Mm-hmm. Um you introduce drugs, you introduce money, you inter- you know, like they studied us enough to be like, oh, if we get them some girls and if we pay for the hotel and we get them some weed and some drink, you know, it doesn't work for everybody, but it, you know, they know where to, where to uh, entice, you know, to go get and entice the types that are going to fall for that. Like if I just give them this and like, you know, give them like a million or 20 G's, they're going to do what I tell them. You know what I mean? You know, on one side you have the people who are almost like zombies because they're so wrapped into what they're getting paid or how they're getting treated, treated that they're not connected to the world. And they, they are monsters, you know what I mean? On one end, it's just like, that's Black Frankenstein. Like, you, they kind of created a monster, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not Chuck D, he's Flavor Flav. Like, what happened? Like, it's, it, it, you know, they put a drug in there, they put some women in there, they put some reality TV in there, and now Chuck D's looking at his homie like, what happened to you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that on, on one aspect, it's that. And then on, a, on the other side of Black Frankenstein, there's like, they can't they call it a monster or a zombie or a Frankenstein because they can't fathom the strength. Right. You know what I mean? Like in a lot of cases in every day where, you know, like, you know, um, we have women and men who go into corporate areas where like as Buffalo said, they have to dial down, dial down, you know, dial down the blackness because and it's not even like a, mm-hmm. you know, it's not even like a way of speaking. It's just being yourself. Like yeah. I really want to wear this shirt. 
you know, and it's not that the shirt is respectful or it's not corporate. It's just that it's it's African. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I really want to wear this head wrap, but let me keep my job. Like, I really mm-hmm. want to, you know, talk about this. I want to talk about the march. It's the women's march. It's not the Black Lives Matter march. It's the women's march. I want to see what they think about it and what, you know, did you go? But I can't because I have to dial down my culture, my, my, my blackness. I really want to celebrate, you know, this, mm-hmm. this instead of that. But I have to go to the Christmas party and play Secret Santa because corporate, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's there's that side where it's just like they're trying to maintain us and keep us in a cage and keep us on, you know, a level that they can manage because as soon as we get past that point, now we're Black Frankenstein. So, like, yeah. say there's an athlete who has his business together, he has this, like, a Marshawn Lynch. Like, he's he has way more money in his pocket than most athletes. Mm-hmm. athletes. He didn't spend it on a whole bunch of dumb stuff. He saved his money. He started businesses, whatever, whatever. But he's not he's not playing the game right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he plays the game amazing, but he's right. not playing like he's, – he's not connecting with their corporations and mm-hmm. letting them sponsor him and do certain things. He's not even answering questions. Like, he's not even – you know, he, he read the laws like, okay, I have to show up. I don't have to answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, because honestly, if I didn't love football so much, I wouldn't show up. But I love football, so I'm going to show up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I, I wear their jersey. Mm-hmm. Cool. I, you know, I know there is a game, but these are these are the rules I'm willing to follow. You know, but a person like that, they're constantly looking for ways for when he goes overboard. Like, oh, he smokes weed. Yeah. Oh, he goes back to the hood. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, like, when is he going to start talking differently? When is he going to cut his hair? Like, you know, as soon as, you know, it's like when we stand out, you can, like, if you listen to some of these sportscasters, you literally hear them backpedaling in the same sense. It'll be like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like that, I forgot the name of the dude from the Steelers, the guy that kind of like runs when he stands straight up. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, he, like, they're like, yeah. When he does that, sometimes he does run a long way, but sometimes it just looks like he's dancing. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, I hate for him to get injured. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like mm-hmm. I don't know if that. It's not a typical style. It's, it's not a learned style. It's mm-hmm. like his own style of doing it. And I, you know, well, Jim, I think it looks pretty cool. He's a cool dancer in the, in the way he does a touchdown too. But yeah, I hope I hope he doesn't throw the team off because he's irregular. <laughs> well, this this coach. You know what I mean? It's like this coach allowed him to do that. He really understands where he comes from. You know, he's, he lost his dad. He lost his mom. And so he's just trying to survive out here, standing straight up, running running the football, you know. Um, but if he fumbles, you know, hopefully they put in the white guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Well, like, it's just like, it's, it's, you know, it's like they don't want him to go. They don't want him to go too far without them. Right. Let me you ask know, you. And that, that, go ahead. Let me, and, and no, no, go ahead. I want to add Real quick, I just want to add on to that. Uh, also, when you see six cops beating down a white team, when you see mm-hmm. when you see two cops with their guns pulled on a man who's holding CDs, when you see eight cops have to strangle a man to death because he has a cigarette, like right. they, they're treating us like we're we're superhuman, like yeah. we're some sort of Frankenstein, right. like. Why does it? T- why can't you talk to this person like a man? Mm-hmm. You know, like you would anybody else. You know, and handle the situation in a reasonable fashion. Besides having to gang up on this person and, and kill them mm-hmm. on camera. Mm-hmm. 
you know. Right. So that's 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 another aspect of Black Frankenstein. Like they're treating us like we're actual monsters. Because l- 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 because if they put us if they put us in the in the car with the handcuffs, we're gonna like break the handcuffs. We're gonna like break the car <laughs> apart and explode them. Right. And the whole community's gonna get killed. Right. You know. Right. And, and you had a good. I think I think it was this song. You had a. You said that you said that they're scared, but they don't realize how much we're scared because we could die during this encounter you know i thought that was powerful as well yeah so so uh, another question with that song i want to ask uh being as aware as you guys are you know you guys are very aware of 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 the world how how would someone consider you on some level black frankenstein Hmm. Uh, we're smart (laughs) we're smart um we're passionate we uh we want to create change, um, and that might threaten some people. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. just those those simple things. Those mm-hmm. simple things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those simple things. <laughs> yeah. We're like, what is he? What is he doing? Trying to start his own independent nonprofit in this community? Doesn't he know we have a we have a you know we have a center over here for the kids that you know for the lower income kids, and then we have this other center for you know the kids that go to certain schools. Um, like, why is he trying to increase the amount of schools that the inner city kids can go through? They got their two schools. You either go to this one or that one. Yeah. So what the suburbs has about 20 schools to choose from that they only go to, you know, and their their leagues are much bigger and they have, like, chess leagues and they have other things other than sports, you know, like, so what? Like, who are who is this Jamal Buffer trying to, like, come in and change things? He's out of control. Like, let's, <laughs> let's, let's sue him. Let's break him down. Let's shoot him with, you know, corporate business. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's own him. Let's see what we can do to own him. Then if we need him to, stay, you know, step up and endorse us, then we'll let him off the cage, you know, every now and then. Right? You know, like, like, like remember, remember that black man I told you was at the, at the table when I was eating? Yeah, this is him. Let's, let's, he's rich. Don't, hey, don't, don't worry, Martha. He talks very well. He's good. Just we'll, we'll put on some, on some uh, Gucci and we'll, you know, We'll just enjoy him for today. <laughs> so, so it seems like everything we talked about, uh, you know, how we're critiqued, and every angle as black people, we're, we're identified and objectified. You, you had a you had a song in there called "Save Us." without any black leaders who gonna teach us the teachers rappers athletes and singers maybe jesse williams deray mckesson with a vest on netta lz this black skin is not teflon black jesus please come back because we barely hanging on like a flying trapeze this country never really ever had our back region but y'all must have forgot amnesia Trap Jesus, save us from the same trap that Outkast rapped about in 1998. God, 
save us. Guess we should save ourselves. I'm feeling cursed, man. We better pray to base God. At the same time serving us Same one killing me The same one defending me Fear of a black planet Public enemy Fear of a white panic Don't Katrina me Them levees broke 9-11 still a joke No conspiracy We still putting cages By the same faces That enslaved us Yet them same faces Think we racist Reverse racism I mean for real my nigga You mean white people wonder why we don't build a system? In penitentiaries, they lynching me. Slavery still exists, it's just hitting deep. Underwater, sons and daughters shot by holy Hitlers. With no vests, I just hope they so rest. These polites got two sides. Opposite like co-ed, might just shoot your whole fam. And Rockefeller with no cam. And shoot your Damon Dash, they backed by the Klansmen. These cops still getting paid cash on suspension. These motherfuckers getting crowdfunded for what, nigga? I mean, what the fuck is up with my country? This my country. I think they really want us to lead, oh. But tell me where the hell can we go? Africa, Canada, I'm African, American, it's my country. Black people made America great. Minorities made America great. Black people made America great. Minorities made America great. Let's make America great again. 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 Who will save us? Who will save us now? Who will save us? Who will save us now? Who will save us? Who will save us now?
Now, what what is the message on that song? What what's the message there? Um, my perspective, uh, and Jess can chime in. Kind of like what we we're talking about earlier. You know how you brought up who were some of the the uh, leaders that influenced us, whether it be civil rights, uh, whether it be political leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, an aspect I like to take is first lead yourself. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We, 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 we have a tendency to want to look for the next leader, whoever that might be, um, whether it's an athlete, whether it's a teacher, whether it's first lead by example, do what you feel that you are put on this earth to do. As long as it's a positive thing, it's not breaking the law, it's not hurting anybody else. Do that. Do that to the best of your ability. And if someone looks at you and considers you a leader, then you're a leader. It doesn't mean you don't have to be in front of a television. You don't have to run a football. You don't have to hold a microphone. Like, we're all leaders. We can all be leaders. We all have the capacity to be leaders. You know? So that's no disrespect to anybody, you no know, Black Lives Matter or none of that. Um, they're all important. We need all of that. Mm-hmm. But we also need the person who stays right around the corner from you, mm-hmm. who you see every single day, who goes to work, takes care of his kids, does his job. That's a leader, too. And mm-hmm. you can look up to him just as much as you can look up to Michael Jordan mm-hmm. or whatever rapper you look up to or whatever Black Lives Matter spokesperson you want to look up to. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of. That's kind of the, the the perspective I took on it. That's that's why I said, guess we should save ourselves. Yeah. You know, yeah. at the end of my verse. And then at the beginning of his verse, he's kind of like he's asking a lot of a lot of the, the music that we created is just full of questions. Yes. Because like as soon as soon as you log into the internet, all you see is questions. Like mm-hmm. people may not phrase them as questions all the time, but mm-hmm. it's just people trying to figure out humanity, like right. just repeatedly all day. Um, but he was. You know, with what he said, it's like what leaders, you know, you asked before, like what activists do we look up to you know, and what, you know, which leaders can kids look up to? There's so many different people. And, you know, like nowadays we're the FBI, we're, we're the CIA. Like if I say I'm an activist, you're going to find something. Like you'll find some porn on my phone or you'll mm-hmm. find like a, yeah. a, a ex-girlfriend who has a dick pic or something, mm-hmm. you know, like, damn, like, well, he was sending dick pics to this girl when he was married. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, no, that was two different years, but oh, I was drunk. Ah, man. You know, oh, and he drinks too. Listen, it's just, you know, breaking news. <laughs> this, 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 is this your activist? Okay. At one time in middle school, he said he was a Republican. Okay. All right. You know what I mean? So it's like nobody really can be a smear clear um, activist these days because all of these things that the FBI and CIA used to use are at our fingertips now. And now, you know, now we're just kind of like saying that it's okay by using it. That's a whole other conversation. But what I got from his verse was, who, where are our leaders? Who are our leaders? Uh-huh. And what is a leader, you know? And he broke it down to the fact that we got to kind of take it back to governing self and yeah. and even just taking the initiative to just read and, you know, sit in silence and feel and see, you know, what we want to do. My verse on that, which was the second verse, um, I was my, – my mind state was really, as I look at these clips where, you know, the guy is running away and he gets shot in the back mm-hmm. and the, clock, the cop gets off, he gets slapped on the wrist, with the vacation, pay vacation. Um, as I look at the clip where the guy's holding the CDs, and even if he is reaching for something, it's like, aren't you trained to deal with that? I'm not trained to deal with that. 
You know, I'm I'm not trained to deal with that, but I already I'm already thinking like if somebody reaches for something, I'm gonna try to grab their wrist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it seems like it seems like overkill mm-hmm. for me yeah. to just go ham. But it's like I'm thinking if I was a police officer, we should you know like I've I've taken like you know restraining classes where we have to stand a certain way around you know um, clients with brain trauma when they act out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we have to. It's like the last thing you want to do, like you never hurt the client, like ever, Mm -hmm. you know, and you put yourself, you put yourself in the line of fire every day. Like if you have to die to keep people safe, including the person that you're taking care of, Mm -hmm. because these people need help too. If he is a bad person, he needs help. He doesn't need to be killed. So when I look at these types of things, I'm like, okay, there's a, let's just say there's a villain in the picture. There's a bad guy. And there's a good guy. I don't know which one is which. Is it the police or is it the guy that's on the ground under all of the police? Okay, so this is this is going on. I see police and I see civilians and they're fighting. Who's going to save this situation? Like, can we call the police? Okay, mm-hmm. no, they're there. Mm-hmm. Can we call the police from a, a different county? No, they're there too. Okay. <laughs> can we call the president? No, the president is, is playing golf or something. You know what I mean? It, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just like... He's at, he's at Martha's Vineyard, you know, it's just like, uh, who do we call? Who's going to say this? Okay, can we call God? Okay, I've been praying for the last two weeks. I have seen some change in my personal life, but these things are still popping up on Facebook. No disrespect, God, but I need help down here. Who's yeah. going to save us? Right. You and, know, and, you know it, what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of like what, that's, that, that was the progression of that song is like, mm-hmm. yo, we, we, <laughs> we walking around on a daily basis not feeling safe. Yeah, but there, there was a right. great line in there. It you said you said let's make America great again. Obviously, that's from Donald Trump's campaign slogan. But mm-hmm. I felt there was a deeper meaning behind that. C- can you explain yeah. what your meaning was behind that? I thought it, I, that was that was brilliant. Well, it's it's so many different sides to that to that slogan. You know, what I mean, that slogan could have been used in so many different ways. It just sucks that it was used by him. Mm. Let's make America great again. So let's make America great again could go all the way back to the indigenous Native Americans before yeah. before the original immigrants came mm-hmm. and, and took over. Mm-hmm. We we were great. We were, we were you know living in our spiritual tribal life and we were. I imagine that it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It was pretty chill. <laughs> you know before before that war happened. <laughs> that, you know, all all um, circles, no squares. Right. It was great. Right. You know. <laughs> And I and I, I would imagine, you know, and it, and from from what I know about history, there has been strides of of progress that has happened in the hands of minorities, like, um, you know, post slavery situations that happened, and and how we built the roads and and um and fought for civil rights. Like for me, those were great achievements. So I guess if you're gonna say great mm-hmm. again, then maybe. Those I'm not even looking at a time frame. I'm more so looking at who did it. Yeah. Like when I see groups of all colors together, and you know a person of color speaking or how they feel, and everybody's like, "Hey, man, let's work on that." That's great. Mm-hmm. So when you say "Make America Great Again," I think like black people made America great. The people that had to fight to get acceptance in America made America great because they were the people who influenced the change. Mm-hmm. If we never spoke up and said we should be free. If we never tried to run away and got shot in the back, then it, it, America would not be great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
Um, so that's what confused me about that whole statement. Let's make America great again. I looked at your crowd. I don't. It doesn't look like Dr. King's crowd. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't even look like you know. <laughs> it doesn't even look like Oprah's crowd. Like what is <laughs> what's going on? Like could I get right. some type of like another? Can can we have the people of color not look like stooges? You know what I mean? Like uh, you sit there, you sit there, um, and you sit there. Perfect. Are we good? You know what I mean? Um, so that's that's basically what it boiled down to. Is I was just we like to flip things. You know what I mean? Like we like to flip mm-hmm. the perspective on things. Like like Jamal said, I wasn't really thinking when I was saying it. I was really if you notice in my verse towards the end it kinda of breaks up a little bit. It's it's because I was freestyling and oh, I wow. really was just saying I was just saying what I was you know, what I felt. You know what I mean? Like at that portion it was just like it was like, you know, when I was like, uh the these cops, you know, they're getting crowdfunded for what? Wow. Like why are cops getting crowd why are cops getting crowdfunded? Like, how is that even possible? Mm-hmm. Like, if I started a like, can I start a crowdfunding campaign mm-hmm. to uh to to uh to slaying crack? Mm-hmm. Like, can I do that? Is that mm-hmm. is that legal? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If if I'm a pimp and I'm pushing hoes, can I like pay for bedding and and you know what I mean? Like, can I pay for shelter <laughs> for my hoes? Like, why is it possible for cops to be crowdfunding crowdfunded when they? When they're not even, let's just not say they committed a crime. They're under investigation for killing somebody. Let's mm-hmm. just say it that way. Mm-hmm. That's the legal way of saying it, I think. Why, how can they get crowdfunded? Like, how do they log in and say, Crazy. and they put in this this information, hey, this is happening, and why isn't there somebody, you know, like like the dude said, if I post up a naked picture on Facebook, beautiful mm-hmm. anybody, mm-hmm. it's gone. Like, that makes me uncomfortable. How come that didn't get pulled down? Yeah. You know what I mean? So like that, the the second half of that that verse was really just me me allowing myself to feel and connect with the feelings that you know were around me, and it's just like, yo, you know what? Like black people made America great. Mexicans yeah. made America great. Yeah. Asians made America great. You know what I mean? The women, the women in the the hidden women. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they made America great. Motown, Motown made America great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Immigrants made America, and, and and I'm not saying that white people didn't make America great. There's a, millions of stories, yeah. but you right. know, people will people will say that like all lives matter. White people did this, but I'm like, yo, when you look at a lot of these stories that were in the hands of Europeans or white people, there's always a thread, a direct connect to something else that was going on at the at the time mm-hmm. that was getting overshadowed by this triumph. Mm-hmm. That's not great. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, show me a war where you can say, well, it was mostly white people, whatever. Okay, where were the black people? Mm-hmm. Okay, they were slaves and they couldn't fight. That's not great. Okay, they mm-hmm. were in the war, but they were sent out first as Buffalo soldiers to get killed first mm-hmm. or to check out certain lands to make sure it's safe enough to not get killed. That's not great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, white people took over this land? Who did they take over? Africans, Indians, Mexicans? Oh, that's not great. So when 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 was America great without people of color? Mm-hmm. I wait. Yeah, and, and all. That... Oh, it was it was it was it was when Jesus. No, he ain't white. <laughs> <laughs> Blackness don't stop. Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, I'm not, I'm not saying he's black, but I, yeah, like, I know. Y'all wasn't there yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> y'all weren't there yet. Not mm-hmm. yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And that's just that's there, and that's the funny part is like that's y'all history. Like you can't just. You can't just say, "Yo, I was sitting, I was at the barbershop at five o'clock," and just leave it at that. Like they, they try to like gas, you know, they try to like 
they just be trying to lie so boldly, like, with these alternative facts. Like, I was at the barbershop mm-hmm. at 5 o'clock. I couldn't have done it. Bro, you weren't at the barbershop cutting your own hair. Like, there was yeah. at least a barber there. Just the word alternative and, facts. That That is – Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and, and it's as it's, it's, if alt-right doesn't exist already. Like, how do you even use the word right? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's like – you know, that's like me trying to run for president, and my name is is Majestic X. Like, I already know, already know the climate of things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just like I can't, I can't be X. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, my name is my name is Jesse Garvey. Okay. <laughs> so, so I think I, we should all go back to Africa. That's that's my my campaign. Like, bro, you you just you way you over the top right now. <laughs> I. I the, the, thing, the thing about your album is there's so much to think about it, on so many different levels. You, you, I mean, it shows how awakened you guys are. And, and that part where you said you were freestyling, I didn't even realize because it was so emotional and I connected with it, right? But then you have the song called The Wake where you are talking about conscious hip-hop because you're, you're going into our conscious having to think but then you're you're saying, how come no one's listening? That's the only way I know that I can wake up. When the world go to sleep, I'm creating. That's the only way I know that I can wake up. When the world fall asleep, I'm creating. That's the only way I know that I can wake up. That's the only way I know that I can wake up. That's the only way I know that I can wake up. When the world fall asleep, I'm creating. That's the only way I know that I can wake up. When the world go to sleep, I'm creating. That's the only way I know that I can wake up. When the world fall asleep, I'm creating. That's the only way I know that I can wake up. That's the only way I know that I can wake up. That's the only way I know that I can make up. Why do we still do this? Conscious rap, why the world clueless? One more time. Why do we still do this? Conscious rap, why the world clueless? Clueless. So many times I thought about changing my style. So many times I thought about changing my style. Style. I said the world going high style, but the kids don't listen to us. I said the kids don't listen to us. The only ones that listen are the leaders. The ones that really need it, we can't reach them. The ones that really need it, we can't reach them. So, 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 why do we do this? Conscious rap by the world clueless. Hey, why do we still do this? Conscious rap by the world clueless. It's like we preach it to the choir while we lose our congregation. Praying for the church, but we ain't getting no amen. Hey, 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 amen. We do this for the leaders. Post the opera on your Facebook like it's shooting from polices. Cause the clueless niggas need it. I hope y'all niggas hear me when you wake up in the morning. Spread the motherfucking warning. Hey. When the world fall asleep, I'm creating. That's the only way I know that That's I can the wake up. Way I know. When the world go to sleep, I'm creating. That's the only way I know that That's I can wake up. When the world fall asleep, I'm creating. That's the only way I know that I can wake up. That's the only way I know that I can wake up. That's the only way I know that I can make up. Don't really post Change. my emotions on the socials. Mm. I'm usually only open in the vocal booth. True. You might not see me speaking at the marches, but I hope this is in your speakers when you marching. Mm. Just trying to change my weakness to empowerment. They trying to change my facial features to a target. So I'ma just be blacker than I ever been. Don't be afraid. It's just a little melanin. It's like ooh. 
Shit. Visions on the screen kinda make it hard to sleep. Like, ooh, we. They probably haunting you, cause I know they haunting me. Whether you woke a hotep, broke or got dough stacks, this ain't a joke to poke at, cause they want us all to go back. Like we came here on our own tab, this ain't even their homeland. Security treating us like insurgents Accents, black skin, and turbans They view as imperfect I'm certain my color makes most cops nervous Only if they knew we ten times nervous For fear of being murdered For fear of being murdered I probably could have found a better way to word it But these cops gotta find a better way to serve us So what's worse, sir? Yeah, I know it's not a word, sir When the world fall asleep, I'm creating That's the only way I know that I can wake them When the world go to sleep, I'm creating that's the only way I know that I can wake them. When the world fall asleep, I'm creating. That's the only way I know that I can wake them. That's the only way I know that I can wake them. That's the only way I know that I can wake them. When the world fall asleep, I'm creating. That's the only way I know that I can wake them. When the world go to sleep, I'm creating. That's the only way I know that I can wake them. When the world fall asleep, I'm creating. That's the only way I know that I can wake them. That's the only way I know that I can wake up. That's the only way I know that I can make a change. When the world go to sleep, I'm creating. All the pain I feel, I put it on the paper. When the world go to sleep, I'm recording. That's the only time I really feel important. All the propaganda, all the cops and cameras, all the blocks are scrambling for the motive. When the whole hood trying to make a difference. When the news say the victim just a nigga. When the victim's on trial like a killer. When black bodies found hanging in the prisons. When militants straight shooting at your children. When the ignorant trade true for their opinion. When the blood start leaking on the pavement. When your cousin start sharing it on Facebook. To raise a child, no, it take a whole village. But tell me how we supposed to raise them when they kill them. When everybody start running out of answers. When everybody start feeling helpless, I feel like that's where they want us to be. I feel like that's why they let us see. All the death online and ain't healthy for our mind. When the world go to sleep, I'm creating. That's the only way I know that I can wake up. That's the only way I know that I can make a change. So can, can, you, can right. you talk more about that song? Buff, I want you to chime in on this, but I want to say one thing. It's uh, I think I think we need to like post we need to post the chronological order of the songs created on this album, because the wake and numb were the first two songs created, and then I want to say save us was the third. Mm. So the wake was when the world falls asleep. I'm creating. Mm. That was like time to create. You know what I mean? It's time to create. Numb was kind of like it's time to let it out. Like, mm-hmm. I know I'm not the only person feeling this way. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the the wake is like, this is how we deal with when we get these emotions. Like, everybody does something. Some people are workaholics. Some people are sexaholics. Some people are just regular people who just sit, watch TV, eat food. And they, they're just like, oh, I'm good. I'm alive. You know, there's a simplicity. I'm alive and I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. I'm good. You know what I mean? But for us, it's like we 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 are purposeful people. As humble and as as regular as we pertain us, you know ourselves to be, we we do like putting something in an atmosphere that means something. Mm-hmm. So before the day is over, we usually try to do something that that has some type of purpose. And the, the thing that has worked the best for us, I mean, Buff is good at basketball and he's he's good at other things. But <laughs> what we do the best is we make music <laughs> before we, before we get on stage. We say let's do what we're put on this earth to do. This is that's it. 
that's what that's the only thing that really kills my butterflies is my performance. Like let's do let's do what we put on this earth to do. Oh. Uh, I'm good. I'm just gonna be in the moment, you know what I mean? So the wake was really us starting to, to wake us starting to wake up and be like, It's time to record. Mm-hmm. When the world falls asleep, mm-hmm. I'm creating. That's the only way I know that I could wake them. That's it. Mm-hmm. Me posting something on Facebook, trying to get a million likes. That's not what I'm. I'm not. That's not who I am. That's not. That's not right. what I do. Me. Me. Even. Even me. Putting together a protest and having people come out and having, you know, certain signs made. That's not what I do. That's what they do to our music, and that's right. what I'll go through. But I'm not that person that does that. Mm-hmm. What I do is right. I get in the booth. And I take the different colors that you guys are supplying me. He feels this way. She feels this way. She feels this way. I'm either going to take all of these different perspectives and find a place for them to live together, or I'm going to break down each of them and say, this is how I feel about you saying this, and this is what I saw, and this is what I saw, and they give it to you and let you feel it. Yeah. And hopefully, you know what I mean? So that's that's where the weight came from. It was, you know, we were kind of like, honestly, we were just kind of going through our feelings at the time. You know, my verse is the first verse. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I wasn't really planning on recording when I made this song. Because, mm. you know, if you, I don't know if you guys read the press release or whatever, but my project was supposed to be coming out in September. We stopped finishing my project, which is a very personal project, um, to to work on this project. So we weren't even... You know, we have like a we have an imprint, we have a label. The Black Opera is also a label. We have a collective, we have a campaign and a schedule to release stuff. So we weren't planning on working on this project. So me saying, why do we still do this? It's just like, mm-hmm. ah, I gotta go back in. Mm-hmm. I do not feel like going into my bag right now. But it's so much going on, I can't. It's almost like when a person stands up and says, okay, I got something to say. Like yeah. I've been sitting here listening to y'all. This whole time, I did not want to be the one that speaks up and say it, but nobody has said this yet. Like, or no, you know, you know what I mean? Like, right. I feel like I'm going to explode if I don't speak up. Like, it wasn't a planned speech. So, you know, why do we still do this? Mm-hmm. Conscious rap, why the world clueless? It's just like a lot of times when we do record, if we are thinking about it, it's like, who's going to listen to this? Like, you know what I mean? So it's, it's always amazing when people post. You know, like the lady from um, uh, Black Lives Matter, you know, she hit us with a, with a tweet. ABC News mm-hmm. made us, you know, top 50 albums, not just rap albums. Yeah, when, we, mm-hmm. when we when we dive in deep and, and put stuff out and Deepak Chopra and Queen Latifah's like, yo, yo, it's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, we're not really – what we do isn't necessarily the most popular way to, to, to sell rap music, and that's a sacrifice – that, that we're willing to take to to be able to be on our deathbed and be like, I did good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, can't yeah. take the money with me. I did good. You know, or yeah. a lot of people, a lot of these people got a whole lot of money, but their family don't respect them. So they either just trying to take it or they don't want it. You know what I mean? Like, Cassie, like, I'm about to be out here doing all type of crazy shit. I'm going to make a million dollars. This ain't really what it's in my soul to do. I'm not really this type of person, but I'm going to play a trick on humanity and just hustle. You know, that's cool that that's what you want to do. That's just not us. You know, mm-hmm. we have to do things that our heart is in, our vibe is connected to, and something we can do for the rest of our lives as we plan to. Yeah. So that's what that verse was. It was just like us. It was really just a conversation. It was questions. Mm-hmm. Why do we still do this? You know what I mean? And it's, it's just like through, and that was a freestyle too. Mm-hmm. A lot of the songs that I do with the Black Eyed are just freestyles because it's like if I, I'm the type of person that, 
talks a lot. I create a lot. I think a lot. I'm extremely passionate. You know, I know they say don't mess with the people who talk too much. I'm more like the person who talks until it gets done. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I put it in that, and I have a conversation with the universe, and the universe makes shit happen. You know what I mean? So, like, I, there's passion. It's not just talking or whatever. So, so, um, but go ahead. No, I was going to say, you had a, a line in that song where you said, the kids don't listen to us. The only ones that listen yeah. are the leaders. The ones who leaders, really reach, we hey. can't reach. We can't reach them. So yeah. why do you? Why do you? Why do you think this? Why do you think this is? Why do you think you can't reach them? Well, it's it's kind of like that's really that's a truth for us, and it's a truth for conscious music mm-hmm. in general. It's kind of like this. It's kind of like a stereotype in there, and then it's like a it's, a it's a type of stereo. Like we're the type of stereo. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we're we're the group that deals with this, and then there's a stereotype like, you know, what kids are listening to Karis One? Mm-hmm. What kids are listening to PG? Who listens to Jib mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of the music that we do, we are making it for the leaders. Now, a leader can be a kid. Mm-hmm. A leader can be a parent. A leader can be anyone. But it, like like we said before, the type of kid that's going to plug in and play the black opera is already a kid who's already on that wave. That's a good point. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to be a kid that either is trying to make a change beyond the environment that they've been taught in or they've been taught a certain way where it's just like this is wrong, this is right. I know who Malcolm X is, I know who so and so is, I know who Tupac is, I know whatever, I'm up on Jay Dilla or whatever. They're the type of kid that's gonna be plugged in and be like, Oh, I really I really like this music, you know what I mean? Um so so we've recognized that a lot of our music, you know, like the the more conscious stuff that we do, because it's not all super conscious, but yeah. the more yeah. conscious stuff we do, you know, if we were to be able to package and give it to somebody and for it to have its biggest impact, it, we would be sending it to the leaders among, you know, among the populace. You know what I mean? Even though we feel like every, anybody can be a leader, mm-hmm. but those are the people that can take it and, and you know, create a, you know, a community gathering or, you know, or do a workshop or book a tour or whatever. You know what I mean? Because the type of music that we do it isn't always necessarily like the dance music or the forget your day music. It just, we do a lot of that, but it's not like, yo, I'm about to just sit here and not think about anything. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff that we do is thought provoking. So we are reaching for the leaders and the thinkers and the people that are trying to come to a conclusion or help people that need help. So, you know what I mean? So <laughs> go ahead. No, I was going to say, so what is the biggest challenge with that? The biggest challenge is in that verse is getting to the getting it to the people that need it because mm-hmm. it's more than just putting music out. You know what I mean? Like just think think about it. If I put music on iTunes, who's mm-hmm. gonna listen to it? Right. How do you, how do you get to iTunes? Mm-hmm. You get to iTunes from going through iTunes. Mm-hmm. So how do we get to the places where there's just music being played and people stumble upon it? Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. We could perform at a festival. Okay. What type of people go to festivals? Not a lot of people from the inner cities. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's. How do we get booked for an inner city festival? We don't. We make sometimes we make that type of music. Sometimes we don't. It just depends on the place. You know what I mean? You know, certain places, the inner city. You know, their love for music is intertwined with all types. It just depends on you know, like you might go to South Carolina and do a show, and there's all types of people of color there, like all different types of income, and they, you know, they might like. MF Doom, and they like Kanye West, and they like, you know, Young Jeezy, just like we do. Um, and it just depends on who, who the leaders are in that location. Like, mm-hmm. what type of music have they been putting together for the kids to listen to? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like if you go to Oakland, they know who Malcolm X is. 
they know who, you know, Pop was there. You know what I mean? Like, o- Oakland is, like, so pro-black, too. You know, the black, you know, the uh, the Black Panthers. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they, they, because it's the same, it's the same way that there's, you know, that, you know, people in Chicago understand, you know, house music and EDM and, and people in Detroit understand techno. It's just, like, there's been movements that have solidified a foundation for people in certain areas, you know what I mean? But we realize that it's easier for young Jeezy to go into the hood, you know what I mean? And that's because we know we're, we know that we are leaders and we are teachers and we're not necessarily, like, gangsters, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, we certain types of languages we can play around with and we can kind of, like, experiment with the dialogue and get make some sense of it, but it's, it's like we kind of we kind of bring in a listenable catechism, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we, we recognize who we are, you know, like, we'll be better off being in an art exhibition where people who are intrigued can come from the community, and maybe some kids will come through, mm-hmm. but usually people who come to our class or to our show, they're coming because they know what we do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're coming it's, because they're, it's about, they're interested in the cause. It's about social influence, and what I mean by that is Whatever your community is, your community could be your high school, it could be your city, it could be your family, it could be uh, the people who have this a similar skin tone as you. Whatever you're influenced by, your circle, whatever, and we're all in different circles. You know, I have an L.A. circle, I have an Ann Arbor circle, I have a basketball circle. They don't, and some of those cross paths, some of them don't. So, and, and a good example of that is like this, like I work with a small portion of young people uh, mostly in the state of Michigan, a small, I, you know, it might be 0.5% of the teenagers that go to high school in Ann Arbor or Washington County or Michigan, I work with, right? And they all know my music. They all know it. They, they love my music. They're fans, and they can quote lines to me. They listen to it. But the only reason why they know about it is because of me. That's the only reason why they even know I rap is because they've come to a place where I've been, we met, we've been caught each other, and I told them, hey, check this out. This is some of the music that I make, and they like it. But for some reason, I don't. they don't post my music on their Facebook pages or on their Twitter, you know? They'll post a Yachty song. Why they'll post because uh, they're friends. They're, yeah, they're that's, that's their it's culture. who their friends listen mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 they, 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 it's all about who you're connected with, who you feel comfortable with. If everybody in your high school, and you know, a lot of that is, you know, we were all teenagers at one point. Right. We were all influenced by whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if if your homies is doing something more chance than not, you're going to do it too, you know. And if Pepsi is promoting something, if HBO is promoting something, you know, if Nike is promoting something, then it's also going to make it like a more achievable connection to them too. You know what I mean? So. Right. Like, when I spoke on leaders, I was talking about the Donald Glovers, the Issa Rays. Like, mm-hmm. HBO may not, they may, they may not hit us up. Like, yo, the Black Opera, we trying to, like, make a show about you or whatever. But Issa Rae might hit us up. Mm-hmm. Right. She's the leader that I'm talking to. Yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. And even, even, in, even in the situation that he brought up, the kids that love his music, they're the leaders that we're talking to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why I said we need the leaders to spread the warning. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to take you yep. being a respectable person in high school and putting your whole class up on us for them to get on us. Cause it's like, you know, Sprite may not be pushing us right now. Mm-hmm. 
So too. That's, I'm, we don't know what the future will hold, but I'm saying that's the reality. You know, I'm pretty sure if they had a choice to do like some EDM or something that's that's not, if they had something that wasn't so political or something that wasn't like anti this or like pro black or whatever, just unless it was like you know Black History Month or you know, or it was just the thing to do at the time. Like, oh, look at Donald Glover. He's really dope and he talks well, but he's black and he's doing powerful things for his community. Like, you know, some people are kind of like in the perfect time and the perfect place yeah. and it's working, you know, but these are the leaders who have worked hard to get there. And those are the people that will listen to our music and understand it and be like, yo, this is how we portray this to the the populace. Like this, yeah. we're going to put this song here. We, we're going to play Jeezy on Atlanta and then and this scene will play, you know, when the cops roll up, we're going to play this black opera song. Yeah. And then when it, and then when it gets peaceful, we're going to play positive vibes only. And then we're yeah. going to go back to Gucci. Yeah. You know, so we don't want to lose them. We don't want to lose, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, when I say lose them, I don't mean the people listening. I mean HBO. Nah. <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't want to lose them. We want them to see that balance because when you're dealing with people who aren't necessarily fans of music, all they do is look at numbers. These mm -hmm. are people who do marketing, they do promotion. Mm -hmm. So if we haven't sold a certain level that certain, not even certain artists, certain types of music has sold. Like there's a history to show certain types of music doesn't sell as much as other music. Yeah. So a lot of times they're not listening. Most people who listen to our music honestly do like it, but yeah. they have to listen to it. You know what I mean? But if they don't listen to it, they're gonna be like, "What type of music is this?" Listen, read, just give me the points. Like, don't read the whole bio. Give me, give me four points. Mm -hmm. uh, they talk about this. Who co-signed them? Okay, well, you know, Snoop, mm -hmm. he's kind of, you know, he's doing his thing. Hieroglyphics, uh, that's like a conscious group, right? From Oakland. Nope, <laughs> not fucking with that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We love hieroglyphics, but I'm just saying mm -hmm. they understand that statement. Mm -hmm. You know, if it was like, oh, E40, okay, that, oh, oh, YG, our word. <laughs> Yeah, put that. We don't even have to hear it. Put it on. Mm -hmm. Oh, Drake is okay. Put it on. We love all these artists. I'm just saying the leaders that we're talking about are the Easter Rays, mm -hmm. the Donald Glovers. You know, what I mean, mm -hmm. those type of people who are in position that can reach, you know, reach over, not even reach back, or the Deep Pot Chopper. Deep Pot Chopper yeah. is like conscious as hell. I mean, yeah. that's kind of like his whole feel. That's his whole feel. But he's it's conscious music, like yeah. everything. And he under it's not even like it has to be some old like hokey, you know, like Bible study stuff. It's just like he's into real music, people saying real stuff mm -hmm. that connect with his vibe. And he's he's a leader that, you know, he he went on Queen Latifah's show and spoke up about us. You know yeah, what I mean? That's, that's, that, that 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 you know what I mean? So it and that's and, and it took him for Queen Latifah to be listened to like, Oh shit, this is dope. You know what I mean? If Queen Latifah had more people around her that, you know, they were in that same vibe, then it would create a show like Insecure or Atlanta. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it takes, we need to, the, that whole, my whole verse ended up, the first question was, why do we still do this? And the answer is, because the leaders are listening. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and if you listen to this, like, you know, we got homies that's still in the hood, like, why don't we making, like, I love this shit, man, but I think it's going to go over cat's heads. It's like, no, you love this shit. Let's stop there. You love yes. it, right? Good point. Tell everybody. Mm -hmm. Tell every motherfucking body you love it. Tell everybody. That brings a good, up to, a good point. I, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think it was uh, Buffett where you said you had your crew seven of you, and someone said that they rapped, and then everybody in your crew, you're like, yeah, we all rap. So it's almost like right. with that yeah. guy, he said he likes it, but he doesn't know if other people will. Yeah, like you said, right. just tell him you like it, and you, people in your crew be like, yeah, I like it too. Exactly. I didn't know. And then he has right. put, his, put his, that passion in it, man. We need that passion of Christ in it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like put that passion into it. Like same 
way you talk, you know, because we talk about all the stuff they talk about. We'll mm-hmm. sit up there and talk about LeBron versus Steph Curry mm-hmm. all day. But we'll also talk about music like that. Right. Like, we'll talk about music in general. We'll talk about our music like we're doing now. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like when it comes time for that conversation, that's, that's, that's my main thing. I think if there's anything, like, I don't care what people say about our music. You know what I mean? Like, I've grown out of that. I'm just like, whatever, because I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I don't expect them to understand it. I just don't, I don't assume that they will. I don't think that they should. You know what I mean? But if there's anything I do care about is the people that do love it. Mm-hmm. The people that do love it, spread the warning, protect the code. You and know, t- like, let them know when it, when it comes time to speak up. You know what I mean? Speak up. It's like, you know I need a job, and you're around people. They yeah. hire, and it's like, oh, yeah, I was around a whole bunch of bosses. We was at a boss committee. Did you let them know that you knew somebody who does carpentry? Mm. Oh, no, I'm up, Dad. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's just how it'd be. It'd be like, bro, you just, yeah. you, it, 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 homies be like, yeah, I just met with Google. I just met with so-and-so. I just met, I just talked to so-and-so. And it's not, it's not that. It's not that we necessarily need people, but we do need people. You know what I mean? Like I just, I just connected with this business. I connected with this, uh, this organization that does, you know, festivals for people in need and whatever, whatever, and whatever, whatever. I'm just going, you know, I'm just chilling. I'm just going to take some pictures for them. Okay, that's that's cool. Um, <laughs> but we we trying to like build a movement, mm-hmm. and you love what we do. We, we, the conversation we had about our music, you almost cried. Mm-hmm. You talked about how it touched your life. How about we find a way for it to touch more people's lives? Because mm-hmm. that's what we're here for. So talk about that. You talk I mean? about talk about. You say that you're trying to spread the warning. What is the warning? Well, spread the warning is is uh, is a creative way of saying spread the word. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But warning sounds more. Yeah. It has more more urgency than word. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We we do we do attack with passion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're we're not saying stay in school, stay in school, stay in school. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not we're not we're not that group that's just gonna be like you can do it if you want to. We're not, <laughs> it's not that we're telling people what to do. It's just, it's just more so. I guess if you if you want to make a connection, it's like we're more like Ice Cube mm-hmm. than Will Smith. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we're not telling people what to do. You know what I mean? It's just the stories that we tell and the way that we come across. It's real. Like mm-hmm. it's as real as your life is. So we say spread the warning. Like. It, it came from the time when we were a lot more mysterious, so it went uh, with what we were we were presenting. Presenting, gotcha. but spread the warning means just just spread the word. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's like we, when people hear our music, they get an urgency. It's just like, oh snap, this is different. People need to hear. It's like spread the warning, mm-hmm. and and don't forget, protect the code. Don't forget. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when it comes when they try to rip us apart, like oh this sounds like dead prayers. They didn't make it long. Oh I remember Public Enemy. It's like no, this ain't that. This is what they're doing. They're the Black Opera. They're merging together all these different signs. Yeah. They believe in yada yada yada. You know, protect the code. Let mm-hmm. them know. Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean. So what what would you say is the main focus of this of of the album, and what what do you want people to really take away from this? Um. I would say that a, a couple things. Uh, I would say one is that these these are real issues that are going on in this country, in this world, um, that are affecting real people. And whether you know someone that's been murdered in general or murdered by the police or not, it still affects you. And, you know, I, I thank God, knock on wood, I've been blessed enough to, 
not have those type of physical encounters with the police. I'm sure I've been profiled before because I've been pulled over several times and only got one ticket in my life. So that should let you know something. You um, lucky. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a lucky one. But, but I, I, thankfully, I don't know anyone that's been murdered by the police. But it's still, if you're a human being, those type of things should still affect you. That's really what it's about. If you are a human being, this should affect you and you should see the wrong in it and you should say something about it. Because um, we're like, you know, we talked about all these things, these leaders, this, the presidency, you know, at, at our core, we're artists, you know, and it's, that's not a cop out, but that's what we did. Just said it. That's what we do best. You know, um, me getting on Twitter or Facebook, it's not what I do best. Even even interviews, like us, me doing this, it's just as much better at interviews than me. He likes them a lot more than me. Uh, but it's not it's not what we're here for. It's We're here to make the music. And what we hope to do is affect people's lives in a way, like we affected your lives. It sounds like we affected your life, yeah. which is why you hit us <laughs> up to do this interview. Yeah. And and that's why we do this. And that's what the album is for. It, it's Hopefully, it is some sort of healing mechanism for people. Um, we had to put a little realness into it to let people know that we are real and, and what's going on is real. When you hear the skits of the actual events taking place when people are murdered, if you listen to the album, you'll hear those actual YouTube clips because that's real. You know, we don't want to scare people, but this is what's happening. And so we want to let people know that this could be used as a healing mechanism for you to get through your day, get through your week, your month, whatever it may be. And yeah. hopefully, or, or, or like this dialogue. Album, this, this album, as you can tell, like this album was not, except for top five, this album was not about our rap skills at all. Mm-hmm. Like we, we, I don't think we, aside from top five, I don't think we talked about bars or anything. Yeah. Or Mm-mm. it wasn't about well, top, top five. Top five is kind of like, Top five is kind of like a, uh, it's almost like dark comedy. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's like it's almost like satire because we know that we wanted to, you know, like top five is like an afterthought. We know we wanted to put some spit on it because mm-hmm. that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of looked up like, dang, we need to let's just rap a little bit. But then it was kind of like, you know, the whole top five thing is just like it's really stupid. Like who's top five? Like mm-hmm. how can you narrow down five rappers that are the best? Mm-hmm. And why are we so? Why why are we telling people how dumb we are? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So like so right. it's so, so it like even with you know with that song it was kind of like a, a underhanded delivery like yeah yes we're dope we might be in your top five but that's not the point that's why it ended with that skit because it was kind of like yo we in the studio we rapping we out here living. You know, we got new chains. We got, oh, shit, people getting shot. Okay, we're going to overlook that because we bling in and we got whatever. Like, a lot of rappers, right. you know, everything is happening around them, and it's like you, you wouldn't know it in their music. Yeah. So. And so, we'll, we'll get back to, we'll get back to, you know, bragging about our raps, I'm sure. You know, we're working on new material now. You'll hear that. Don't worry. <laughs> right. Well, it's like right now, this is what needed to happen, and this is how we – this is us doing our part. That's that's really what it is. This album is us doing our part because, you know, we talked about us being like uh, working in the communities and working with young people and trying to be positive influence. That's, that's us. That's, that's a part of us too. But at our core, 
we we make music to inspire people because a lot of a lot of things need to be changed. And we talked about us dealing with white people, you know, you know, in the government and Trump and all this stuff, but we still have issues as black people in our community that we need to fix too. Yeah. Like it's a lot of problems, a lot of issues. So we want we want to address those things because they have not changed and they can change and we want to see them change. And and, and not to say that we're better than anybody else because we're right in it with them. We need to change too. Yeah. You know, I, maybe I do need to be run for public office. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's the next move. I don't know. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. I'm going to get my real sway on real quick. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> next mayor but, Ann Arbor. <laughs> but this this is our part. This is our part. And that's what I say. Do Just do your part to the best of your ability in in trying to influence change in what surrounds you. Step by step, piece by piece, uh, block by block, spread spread whatever warning is going to help better the situation around you or the situation that you're in. Mm-hmm. Guys, I just want to say this album is incredible. I mean, your, your just discography is incredible. I mean, if this, if this is Thank the you. first that someone's heard and they love it, they have no idea what they're in store for if they just dig a little. <laughs> so I uh, just want to let let everybody know that out there. And uh, the last thing I want to ask you guys is how can people get in contact with you, follow you? What's the what's the best route? Uh, Jamal Buffer. This is Majestic Legend, by the way. I don't think I said my name. I just been saying Jamal Buffer. But uh, Jamal Buffer would say, "Do your googles." <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Do your googles. Yeah, just remember the the. It's, it's the Black Opera. Don't forget the the. It's, it's mm. uh, TBO, not BO. Mm. So the Black Opera. Um, Google that, and you'll see you'll see us. Uh, but check out theblackopera.com. Um, we use Facebook, Facebook, and Instagram a lot. It's just Facebook forward slash the Black Opera. Instagram, for slash the Black Opera, and Twitter, and all that. It's all of the social sites are pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but I usually just Google. Okay. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah. Uh, you know, check out the merchandise. We have a statement, T-shirts, and and pieces that can help you spread the warning. Um, and and you know, like what we everything we do is art. You know, like we have shirts that uh that are basically. Uh, a shirt version of the of the uh, the passport art that's on the cover for African America. Um, so it's and a lot of stuff we don't really even put our name on, which we've started to to do because we know fans want to actually mm-hmm. have something that says the Black Opera. Um, but the shirt is literally a walking passport. It's a statement. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you are the type of person who likes to wear your your pride on your shoulder or you know or your mind on your shoulder or you, you want to create dialogue as you go or you you don't want to carry a sign this time you want to just wear a shirt um you know we have a we have a store at the com too that you can check out perfect guys i want to say thank you so much for this um it was a pleasure and thank uh, you man thank yeah, you yeah. thank you and uh i hope to talk to you guys soon if you want to purchase any of the music, I've included links in the show notes. Or you could just go to booksbeatsandbeyond.com. And, you know, what's cool is by clicking on the links, you support the guests, the music artists, and uh, we get a small commission, which is no extra cost to you, which we will then put toward the operations of this show. Um, and also, please click on the iTunes link to subscribe, rate, and leave a review.
And if you do this stuff already, just want to say thank you so much for your support. Remember, let's read, listen, explore. <laughs>